Hey, that was a nonagon. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's John Houlihan um, here with uh, Dave Harrison and uh, the elusive hairdo. And I, mean, I don't get to be elusive. Yeah, well, because it's hard to find hairdo. He's Chall- elusive. Challenging. And uh, that was Nonagon, Band Ash Chicago, and you can find them at the uh, the band camp there. Just fucking Google it. Because I don't have time to write down a million things about every band, you know? They're, they're pr- probably my favorite band right now. Anyway, before that was the Gary with a song called Fair Weather, which is yet unreleased and unmastered. So thanks for bearing bearing with that. And uh, I don't know. We're going to talk about a lot of things, none of uh, none of which I have written down. I have a piece of paper that says, like I was just telling Dave, Wicked Tuna, and uh, in capital letters, make fun of Lou Reed. <laughs> Those are somehow connected, too. Yeah. Can you hear yourself, Dave? We're going to go through some technical struggles probably in the beginning. And uh, and we're going to try to work some things out. I'm doing all right. How's your level? We're going to drink some beers and have fun. Uh, the good times. And we're going to watch the Yankees uh, who are losing to the Detroit Tigers right now, which is great news. I'm just going to watch them for a minute. You guys hold on. It's awesome. We'll do the play-by-play now. Yeah, he has Verlander with the pitch to the captain, Derek Jeter, who's swinging a miss. All right. So, anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm here with Dave. And uh, I've re- recruited Dave out of the uh, out of the uh, the radio leagues. So I'm here with two radio pros, hairdo, an old, old hat at the internet radio game. And Dave, who used to uh, DJ at SOU, or so he claims. I don't really know Dave at Back all. Back in the 90s. I just, uh, just kind of... Asked him to be on the radio with me, and he said yes. So, I, was, I got lucky. It was awesome. He bought me a drink. It was a uh, good time. We exchanged numbers it was, it was like two buy. chicks. It was like online dating. Let me tell you, the uh, we met pretty much for the first time, uh, what uh, Monday, and uh, talked about what we were going to do for the radio show. And uh, it was, you know, I had to remember what he looked like. I'd seen his band play a few times. We played with his band. <laughs> How can you forget times. this face? And uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I think I know what he looks like, and I'm. I'm hovering outside the bar, finishing up a cigarette, and uh, I walk in, and I see him look at me, and it just brought back these memories I don't have of bad online dating. <laughs> and I really feel like I can, I can appreciate all of you out there on J-Date or OkCupid or um, what else is that? Um, eHarmony. So, uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. I mean, I, I just, I mean it's my generation. I think uh, you know, there's that whole generational gap between the people that <clears throat> feel like online dating is completely acceptable and the people that that uh are you know embarrassed by it and they'll make up that you know how we met story that doesn't involve you know i typed in my profile and put up a picture of me from the most flattering angle and fooled this person into uh into dating me we we actually did meet before uh and uh, the last time we were at a show at uh, a story uh hellgate and we made fun of the uh band prior to my band, relentlessly. Oh yeah, that's right. And then I didn't stay for your band. Oh yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Join the club. It, it's Hellgate. Uh, it's uh, sorry, I couldn't stick around. Uh, you know, it was a weeknight. It was um, was that Halloween? Yeah, that place. It doesn't really sound too good, but I, I, you know, I like playing there. It's always like a party. That's what people say when they play places that are horrible. And yeah, it just you know, yeah, I like playing well, there. Like it sounds like shit. So, word to the wise: if any of you are actually dragged to go see one of your friends' bands, and they're like, "Oh no, it's like a real party atmosphere." Um, you know, that's your cue to run that? screaming because it is not going to sound good. 
you're probably not going to like the music anyway. And um, yeah, it's just going to be a disaster. If you're lucky, you're going to get drunk and, and bring someone home if you're single. If not, you're going to go home and get yelled at. Yeah, which is what I do after shows. And, and sometimes on the way home, I get yelled at a lot. I get yelled at, uh, you know, it's time to go, things of this nature. Get in the car. You don't have to say goodbye to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, because at this point, I'm pretty much in the bag. And it's like, you know, hats off to Larry, friendly, John Hulan. Everyone's my best friend. It's really sad. Well, it kind of, you know, it makes you think, you know, why you got into music in the first place. Because, you know, if you know anyone that is in a committed relationship or married and uh, still has a band, it's really because they love the music. That's the litmus test there. Because if you're single and you're in a band, a lot of it's just, you know, I, I want to see who I can take home. But uh, when it comes to uh, people that are in committed relationships, you know, you're really in there for the music because you're just going to get a whole bunch of guff when you get home on the way home, apparently, as well. Absolutely. I'm going to uh, we have a phone call. Already. Let's see if this works, because uh, I've had some problems with the phones and basically I'm just using my phone and I'm going to plug it in and I'm going to put this caller, this particular caller, if I can, on speakerphone. And see if he can hear us. We're gonna play scramble Let's with. Let's see friends. if this works. <laughs> hey, Brad, are you there? Get Brett, where I said. Oh, oh good. Oh, oh, we never heard that before. Uh, I don't listen, Jerky. I don't need to talk to you. I can't tell if that's feedback or if someone's peeing. I think he's drowning himself. That's amazing. Our first call. And he's from a guy I really like and respect. He's a super intelligent guy. You know, all I hear is toilet bowl flushing or something. All right, I gotta hang up on this. Come on, Brad, call back. Figure out, figure it out. I'm gonna play some of your band later. Brad's in a band called uh, Twenty Two, like like the caliber of uh, Gun. So there is a period before. Yes, there's a period before the Twenty Two. That's the weakest caliber, though, isn't it? I mean, that's a that's a weird band name. It depends. You know, if Twenty Two bullets gonna enter you and rattle around or so i've heard so it can cause a lot of damage that was the uh choice for mafia hitman i believe it's for yeah. versatile caliber back of the head bounces around really does the most damage I, I think i would go for more of a substantial caliber if i was actually uh looking to uh, well, i shot a lot of 22s in the boy scouts and <laughs> what, what year was that i thought they just gave like <laughs> badges now for like woodworking or etsy. i don't know i got a, was the best etsy store i got molested and left <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> I think that's okay. I am like that. I, I, I am. A, this is what the radio show is about. It's like you know, I, I've uh, I've become old and I've accomplished nothing, and so now I'm like these these girls who uh, you know start making jewelry and selling it on Etsy. <sighs> so this is our Etsy, apparently. This is our Etsy. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, if if, if you do want to call in and uh, and you have words to say in English, the phone number seven one eight. Five seven seven two seven one six. I just peaked and we gained followers. <laughs> <laughs> no and uh, hey. let's see, what else I give out there? There's a website www. Uh, no, what is it? www.livefromthebarrage.com, which was not set up completely. Uh, um, it's not set you know, up at all. It is set up. Well, not by me, but it the exists. guy, uh, this guy Jim Birch in Chicago, great guy, works for. Uh, well, he doesn't work for, but he runs a place called Caffeinated Recordings, where they just record bands. I think for free all day, and uh, he's amazing. So thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Listening. That's awesome. 
So uh, maybe we should spell barrage for people as well. I don't. Yeah, know well, the garage spelling would be would say would indicate there'd be one R. But um, <laughs> we like to the throw actual, you a curveball there. The actual spelling of the word bar- barrage has two R's, so we're going with that. Double R, DJ Double R. It's it's stronger. I think that's a that's a good masculine representation of what we're doing here. Yeah, you know, and I, I, shows I, balls. It, it, it used to be called, you know, in its in its uh, inception was the John Houlihan is awesome radio hour dot com. But I've changed that now to live from the barrage to reflect the. Uh, Diversity. <laughs> We're like a Benetton <laughs> ad here. Thanks. Well, Dave, you play in a band called The Mess Around. You want to plug anything? <laughs> um, you playing May 16th or something like that? We're playing May 16th at, uh, at uh, Don Pedro with uh, Sonny Vincent, who uh, is a uh, old punk rock legend. Uh, it was in a band called The Testers, who is absolutely awesome. And uh, we're playing uh, the 11th as well, May 11th, at uh, Parkside Lounge with... Um, bunch of great bands but uh yeah i mean it's fun it's a it's become one of those things where i'm you know to our previous conversation that's you know it's a big hobby but it's still you know i'm not looking to to make a million off of it and i know you have two bands as well what do you i've have? i've made a million already really yeah playing in bands rock bands around town selling t-shirts that was at um what what club did you make a million at was that um a uh, million dollar Rock Club, the Bond yeah. Street. It's yeah, in yeah. Williamsburg. That's actually a place that you guys should all check out. It's a Million Dollar Rock Club. It's on Bedford. Between it's, it's right by the uh, right by the subway station. It's hard to book. It's really exclusive, so it's one of those things where actually it costs a million dollars to get into. So if one person comes to see you, you make a million dollars. It's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. Are you guys hearing that new buzzing? You are, right? Damn it. Hold on a second. Let me test something. I think it's your mic, Mike, because you were busy messing around. Anyway, I'm going to turn Mike's mic down for now, and we'll fix that in a minute. Yeah, that's not so bad, right? It's, I'm okay with it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck everybody. So we can curse, huh? Oh, yeah, you can curse. You can do whatever you want. You could, uh, you know, take your pants off. So talk about your album, this year, 45, oh. that's coming out. Oh, the, uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, May uh, May fifth, we have a record release. That's uh, Don Pedro. That's all I'll say about that. And I don't want to sit here and plug things. I'd rather talk about uh, bad television, like Wicked Tuna and uh, things like that. You know, as as I told you, I just have make fun of Lou Reed and, and Wicked Tuna here on the on the piece of paper. So as far as Wicked and baseball, tuna, as, as far as Wicked Tuna goes, I have I mean. a picture of a baseball and and, and a. Drawing of a tuna fish. Those are my notes for the. For it's the actually show. a tattoo that we've. Uh, I'm not if, stoned. If three people call in, uh, John Hulahan will get that tattooed <laughs> right above his ass. I will. Me and Tommy Rockstar, we're gonna go follow uh, Guns and Roses. I'm trying to catch a fly right now. It's well, actually, now. if anyone comes into the, actual I saw him studio. last night. Oh, you really? I, I went to go see uh, Archers of Loaf last night at a uh, Bowery Ballroom. Did he get their their signatures too? There. I think he did. Yeah, he look, he was looking pretty good though. He looks kind of sexy. Lost a little weight. Just being near members of Guns N' Roses apparently does that. Too. Yeah, you will lose weight. And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I was listening to the re- game seven of the Rangers game. I-, I watched the first two periods, then I had to leave to go to to go to the city, and I listened to the rest on the radio. And uh, that was tense. What happened? No. What you? No. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to get rid of the buzzing, so I messed with the messed with the. Uh, with the settings. So maybe, you know, pretend for a second that I might be an Islanders fan and I don't give two shits about the Rangers. Right. Um, and explain to me why this, why this matters. 
Ah, there you go. Yeah. It's the old, the old NHL, NHLPA, the Players Association, approved uh, game, like, in 93. Blood on the ice. The best fight. It was awesome. You could make Gretzky die. You can murder him uh, in a video game. He would go streaking across the ice, and there'd be red blood coming out of his Gretzky head. Yeah. You could actually give Mario Lemieux cancer. That's actually where <laughs> it came from. <laughs> I, Steve Larmer has AIDS. <laughs> I was watching the uh, because I'm all rangery lately because of the playoffs and all excited. I'm watching these videos on YouTube of uh, the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup and everything. So they call two icing penalties like in the last 30 seconds of the game. And the last one they called, there's a second and a half left in the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 7. And they call icing on the Rangers. Even Paolo Bure pulls up and doesn't he just touches the puck like incidentally and the ref blows a whistle and they call ice so now there's a minute and a half left it's like they they already like let the streamers go and the but then anyway they take the last face off the game's over and then they win the stanley cup and steve larmer is checking his man in the corner like the team is celebrating they're going to get the cup and here's steve larmer just finishing that check i'll always love him for that there's gonna be a few months between you know when you can actually beat the crap out of a guy legally so i mean why not go for it that's what i would do yeah i stayed away uh from the game last night because i'm bad luck i went to uh i went to game three which is actually game five game three at home game five of the series we lost one to nothing it was really bad I sat next to two girls from Ottawa who just happened to like be in town and bought like $150 tickets in the blue seats. And uh, that was interesting. Were they teased mercilessly? Was that uh They were like, oh, we're from Regina. I bet you don't know where that is. I'm like, that's in Saskatchewan. Like, whoa, eh? Impressive. And your follow-up question was, have you ever seen a Mountie? Because I've never met a Canadian that's actually seen a Mountie. There's a lot of land out there, Dave. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming they... You can live in Canada and not see anyone. I'm, I'm assuming they're all pooled somewhere <laughs> in the north, and there's like a Mountie convention that they have, and it's kind of like a, you know, a record fair or like a uh, sci-fi convention, but everyone's dressed like a Mountie. I'm pretty sure you could live there uh, your whole entire life and not even see your, your own family. If you live in the remote parts. Well, then I know. should move to Canada. Yeah. That's a broad... I'm painting that entire country with a broad brush there. But, uh, yeah, if you don't live in the strip bar section it's that of the woods that is actually have you ever been have you spent any time in um in montreal at all god no oh really there's a it's it's it's, uh it's i've spent two hours north of montreal Mm. which was not even remotely like anywhere i've ever been before in my life it's a quite quite the different scene yeah definitely i mean i was at a uh bar there's a uh strip called saint catherine's that uh is the epicenter of teenage debauchery. And um, there was one bar that had a um, wrestling ring in the middle of it. And you could get drunk and you could wrestle your friends. And I thought that might <laughs> might be the best idea well, I've ever heard in my entire life. That is good. Let's move this show to Montreal. Exactly. I mean, that would be great. I mean, you know... It's I, weird. Canadians have, like, uh, the hang-ups about one thing but not the other. Like, you can't, like, like if, you, if you would talk about age, they'd get very upset. But if you want to go midget tossing, it's, it's like, fine. <laughs> I um I do know that uh, there's only rent-a-cops on the street in Montreal, so uh, it's one of those situations where uh, I was with. What a, do you mean? I was with a local uh, Montreal person. I don't know what they're called. If they're Montrealians, um, dicks. They're called no, dicks. dicks. And uh, a cop, what I thought was a cop, walked by us, and uh, he goes, "Hey, watch this." Uh, they, he turns, Dave, they call them bobbies. Bo- are they bobbies? No, no. that was England. No, 
Yeah. Sorry. Um, but uh, he turns to him and he just goes, hey, fuck you. And the guy just gets on his radio, and I guess they they can call real cops, but they're not. It's like an entire city just policed by guardian angels. And um, I, I really considered after a while of, of, of that being the place that I would like to settle down and, and really, you know, start my life. Because if there's a place where you can tell, you know, a cop or a fake cop, fuck you, and, and, and nothing can happen from that, 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 I mean... That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I... I if you know, the, I remember when uh, Giuliani was the mayor in New York. He said that, um, like, somebody gave the cops a finger and they arrested this kid. It's like, well, isn't that kind of like free speech? And I don't want to get into that whole conversation, but uh, they, you know, Giuliani was like, no, you're not allowed to give cops the finger. They should be able to arrest you. Call in if you disagree. <laughs> um, I really do think, um, you know, Giuliani being the the mayor that would start ticketing people for jaywalking. Um, really brought an element to the city that, that uh, you know, if you're from New York and, and, and you're old school New York and, and you remember the seedy aspects of it, and, you know, you, if you're not, you'll see it every once in a while. You'll see some New Yorker or some recent transplant that'll be like, look at how crazy the city was, and they'll post a photo album on Facebook of, like, pictures of, like, the subway with actual graffiti on it, right. which actually did happen, and, uh, you know, it was a much more um, colorful place, a much more dangerous place. But, sure. I mean, it was it was it was kind of awesome in a, in a lot of ways, and, and uh, it was awesome if you weren't one of the people who got robbed or something. Or vandalized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the subways in the early '90s were pretty rough. Pretty rough, my friends. <laughs> Let me tell you, you never I was had to there. Pay. You never had to pay for them. It was great. You know, everyone jumped the turnstiles. Listening uh, to check your head and keep my head down. Yeah. <laughs> this is the old man reminiscence. Oh my god! Don't hour. jump the turnstile at Penn Station. Every single day, I walk through there, and they have guys just locked up, and they have their hands behind the back. So if you're listening and you're thinking about jumping the turnstile at Penn Station, think twice, my friends. It's really easy to just stand by the turnstile and wait for people coming out that all have monthlies, and you can just ask them for a swipe. That's really the easiest way to do. Yeah, it. do they swipe you in? Yeah, usually. Uh, but they I, made I that illegal that. too. But I've sw- I've swiped in. Uh, tourists, because you could tell they have no idea what the hell's happening. Oh, but I and like their metro card and do it. Yeah, this British family, like half the family, got through, and the other two guys are like sitting on the other side. That's how they talk. We're, we're bloody screwed, mate. Yeah, so I swipe like the two of them through just to to give New York and America a good face. USA, like, hey, New Yorkers aren't that bad. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. We're all right. We'll help you out. I'm always looking to help people out in the subway. I don't but, know why. I want to like show them where to go. I, I see them looking at a map, and I'm like, I stand next to them and stare at them and wait. Just, just, just ask me. I'll tell you where to go. And they Look go home my with my eyes. I'll tell you where you're going. <laughs> and they go home with a story, and they say, this, this creepy dude kind of yeah. stood by me for a while, and I think right. he was going to rob me. And then he helped me. <laughs> but you could always tell, even if it's just like a regular white guy, and even if he doesn't have square glasses on, there's something like in his steely eyes. You're like, this guy's from Norway. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell the dudes from like the, the, from uh, you know, Findus, Norway, Fish Fingers, or the Norway. way they're looking around. I mean, they could be a local that's just looking for an opportune time to masturbate. All right, take everything I mean, out of their hands. Take the glasses off. Forget about the haircut and the clothes they're wearing. You could dress him up in a suit and and stand him there, and you could tell that he's foreign by the look in his eyes. I'm telling. you. Is that the desperation, the 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 something, the, ter- the terror? Maybe it's I a look it's of terror. being yeah. lost, uh, you know, overwhelmed by the size, the sheer size of the metropolis. I think you're gonna say the people in New York, <laughs> the sheer size of the people in New York. Ah, oh, they're so fat. <laughs> 
I would love to be a fly on the wall for the stories of when people come back from visiting America and, and, and what they actually have to say about us because it depends on where they go. I mean, if they go to Mississippi, I mean, I, I've actually Jeez. I met a guy who uh, I, I worked at a convenience store when I was in uh, high school, and um, there was a, a nice Indian man that I worked with who uh, his first experience in America was in Alabama. And um, for years, apparently, he was down there for about three or four years, didn't leave this rural town in Alabama that he lived in. And that was his idea of what America was like. And that's the equivalent of, you know, I can't even think of that, you know, what that would be like. And that being your perception of what the country is like is is completely off, but made for some hilarious accents. Um, The combination of of, uh, an Indian accent with like a Southern accent is is one of my favorite things of all time. I I have to say that I'm fascinated by accents and, and how, they were developed. Not fascinating enough to research any of it or no. read about any of it, but I, I, I'm always wondering how they developed. And like you got the 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 Wicked Tuna accent, mm-hmm. and and how that uh, <laughs> watch Wicked Tuna on Tuesdays. At, I don't know what time. So. All the time. There's yeah, marathons every yeah. day. My kids watch Storage Wars now. They love it. Are they're they? like ten year old kids, and they're like, Dad, Barry's in, Barry really screwed up. Barry never screws up. It's that fat guy with <laughs> yeah, the tank tops. Yeah, he walks out with nothing. Oh, I made a trip out here. $40 bill all day long. Yeah, right. What, what is his catchphrase? Uh, the wow factor. The wow factor. He's, uh, t- these guys uh, immediately, as soon like even Deadly's Cash, they run out and start making merchandise. Like, oh, we're going to make all this money. You know? you they probably if, do. Well, that's probably fed to them. I mean, it's probably, there's probably some guy behind the scenes going, you should say this. You know, right. this, this should be your catchphrase. And I, and I do notice things like Storage you Wars. You think? Well, st- yeah, seriously, stating the obvious. But uh, Storage Wars, um, the wife of the dorky guy, uh, yeah. Brandy or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. they have done their damnedest to make her look, you know, appealing in some right. way, shape, sure. or form. And, like, yeah. you know, she was a little bit more trashy looking, which I actually appreciated a little bit, you know, more in the beginning. And now they're, they're trying to make her look a little more stylish. And watching that and seeing, you know, how that show has progressed and, you know, Wondering what the behind-the-scenes coaching is involved in that is, is, is my most fascinating part right. of watching bad television because you know there's someone back there going, the ratings aren't high enough. We need this. Right. And, sure, and then it goes into the, they start editing it weird and, like, you know, it's, it's edited backwards or it's, it makes no sense. But, you know, I have no problem with that. I know I'm watching Storage Wars. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the truth. Is there a level you won't? <laughs> is there a is there a level you won't hit? Like, will you not watch Bad Girls Club? I mean, is there? You know, yeah, probably not. I mean, if you told me to watch it, I would. And there was some kind of a, a value recommendation. Yeah. So, so call in and tell John <laughs> what bad reality television shows he should be watching. If there's if there's some kind of ironic value, but a lot of them will just make me angry. I don't want to be angry. Prince Fielder is a huge man. He's big, and he, he's got. Blonde hair or something. Didn't he steal a base recently? Wasn't there something about <laughs> I him stealing I saw a base? it come up on my fantasy stats. <laughs> no one was counting on that. That's real fantasy. <laughs> That's a point you get just for, I, I don't know yeah. where the hell that came from. But uh, right, here comes this guy. He, all right, here's Ra- Raul Ibanez, old man left fielder, 39, I believe. And uh, I picked him up because Brett Gardner went down with an injury. And what a I, loss for your team that must have been. It's terrible. <laughs> I have a lot of Yankees on my team. I don't know why. I'm you, not rooting for you, that. though. It's the guys you know. Fuck you, Ro. Honestly, you know them the he best. You might hit a couple home runs. I need home runs. Yeah. I don't know if you guys play fantasy baseball, but. Who do you, who do you have that's the the big, you know, home uh, run producer? Miguel Cabrera is, is my, my guy. If he's don't hit him in the eye with a baseball. <laughs> he's bleeding. God damn it. 
And I have Ari Dickey, which is no one has. Like 0% of the mm-hmm. league owns him. But you're all idiots because he's 3-1. and one. No, If there's it's no- not raining, he's going to have quality starts and things like that. You have to get clinical about it, and there's no knuckleballers in, in the majors anymore besides Dickey, I believe. I think he's the only one he's left. He's the only one left. Uh, but Wakefield retired, yeah. and uh, before I guess Charlie Huff. On the uh, used to be the one of the third base coach for the Mets or mm-hmm. pitching coach. Yep. Mets, so you've got to assume that most of these guys that are going to face him have never seen a knuckleballer before, and that's going to take three or four, ten, fifteen at bats to, right. to really before know. Charlie it. Huff, there was um, um, high socks McGillicuddy, I think. <laughs> he had a handlebar mustache. He was yeah. uh, quite the uh, quite the fisticuffs expert. That's when they, they had a they, they had a square instead of a dime. I want to play a song uh, by a band from Chicago called The Columbines of Chicago, incidentally, if I could do it, if I could figure out how to do this. Hope this works. Uh, That's not working. Come on, do it. Yeah, it worked good enough.
right, we're back. Uh, Google Gible. I'm not good with my gobble. <laughs> it's a grease. Ah! No one knows. You remember the grease man? Nobody remembers that guy, right? Who? The grease man? No. What was he that? Was a, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. He was a good wacky DJ. Uh, Speaking of DJs, you want to? Uh, oh, Pete Fornatel died. Rest in peace. End. Is that what you were leading up to? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I figured we, we, we'd mention it. I mean, a, a uh, force in rock and roll, especially in New York. Yes, and I have a, a funny voicemail to play that my friend left me about about Pete Fornatel dying, but I don't. I can't play it right now because I have a. I have a we have a caller, and uh, it's Mario. Let's see what he wants. Mario, can you hear me? Oh, I'm on, I'm on the air. You're on the air. i on your radio, sir. Why, what's I hear an echo. You hear an echo? That's me and my radio. Turn down your radio, goddammit. I've always wanted to tell someone to turn yeah. down their radio. I want to know if I'm the 50th caller. Did I win? You're the second caller. and um, The first that's speaking in, in a language <laughs> that we can understand. Yeah, um, uh, someone the called before. The is... The answer is sounds like Manfred Man. That's correct. Yeah. You're the winner. Um, we are we are running a contest. Dave, you want to tell them a little bit about uh, the contest we're we'll be, be running here tonight? So uh, this is a, a great prize for anyone that uh, is listening. <laughs> I managed to wrangle up some uh, Pro Set Superstars music cards. Now uh, these are from the I believe mid '90s, '91. Uh, so they're actually earlier than that. And um, the best part of them is that you can win a rock and roll trip to London. So uh, this being 1991, I'm sure Jackal is playing, and um, uh, I'm sure Whitesnake is making an appearance. All of your favorite bands. Sinister Minister? Or is that exclusive to Long Island? Um, Dread Zeppelin. <laughs> Dread Zeppelin, your, your favorite Led Zeppelin reggae band, cover band? These are like baseball cards, but, uh, but for rock I'm, stars. I'm coming to, I, I want it. I want the prize. Are you on your way here? You want anything for free? Well, I'm going to open a pack. Oh man! I am on my Don't way open to that. collect the prize in person. Oh Jesus! Let's see what we got here. All right, well, hey buddy. Uh, first, here we have. Some, I know this listener. We have some. <laughs> we have some legends cards. Um, we have a, a, a iconic picture of John Lennon um, giving the peace sign, which is uh, absolutely lovely. Below that, we have Bob Marley. It's the uh, picture that it was sitting on every asshole's dorm room uh, wall. That oh you, man! The yeah, uh, yeah. guy you bought drugs from. Hey Mario, I think I, I, I have your theme song coming up soon. So, uh, no woman, no cry on this one. Who's after? Death Angel. Does anyone remember Death Angel? Yeah, of course. Um, they were formed in San Francisco in 1982. Um, this is interesting. I've, I've never heard Death Angel. Maybe we'll play them later. Zach Wild. Uh, uh, Mario, sorry. Go ahead. Zach Wild. Yeah, I have his. I have his. Uh, I'm a user of uh, his distortion pedal because my other one broke. Really. Is that your excuse? I didn't buy it. Yes, it was his flange and his <laughs> digital delay, but we won't it tell It belongs to, to Patrick Walsh. Patrick Walsh's pedal. It's not mine. It has a, it, but it has the, the Zach Wilde signature spiral on it. So after it that, works just fine. Oh, here's a... Here's a here's nice. A, KRS-One. That's yes. mine. Mario. You still there? Mario knows KRS-One. Really? You know what happened? We lose him? Oh, I know what happened. Sorry, Mario. I... <laughs> Oh my god, nothing. Fucking radio show's a disaster. You yeah, win know, you win nothing if you hang up, sir. Can, is he coming through on the computer, Mike? I'm not hearing him. I'm not hearing him. Mario, you're there. You have three seconds to respond. <laughs> Mario? Uh, I think he hung up. 
Well, then these superstars cards are mine. They're still up for grabs. Hold on a second. Hello? Yes, what's going on? <laughs> I'm to you. You guys are not answering me. You're on the air. Sorry, I, 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 had, I had it switched over to a, to a different thing because I wanted to play your theme song. But I oh, now I hear that stuff. Yeah, yeah now you're right. one. I'm sorry, sir. The answer the... is KRS-One. The real name is? Chris. Chris Parker. Chris Parker. Ha- can you spell Chris? K-R-I-S. <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. Mario, Chris, you... Chris came to my uh, came to my radio show back in 1980, whatever, with Just Ice. He was living in a homeless shelter, and uh, off of Myrtle Avenue with uh, Just Ice. This guy's the real deal. That's uh, that's impressive. And uh, came in, spun a few records, and uh, did a few rhymes for us right there. At, back at, uh, am I allowed to mention the competition? To mention whoever you want. I don't give a crap. I are in New York. What is the name of it? W-P-I-R. W-P-I-R. We play... <laughs> they play... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently We're played a whole lot of something. Disco now. lives forever. <laughs> no, Mario's an old <laughs> hand at the punk rock uh, game. And listen, I will tell you, we, are, we were allowed he to knows play Billy Bragg and from stuff. other bands like Manford Man. <laughs> and we were allowed to play anything we wanted. Not these... Well, who are these people that we're listening to here? Uh, these uh, Most of these bands are, are bands I personally know, and, and I would not play them. If I thought they sucked, I actually like this music. I think it's the uh, best new music payola? out there. No, I'm not taking payola? payola. No, but if you want to I'll, donate, I'll give, you, I'll give you ten bucks to play me playing the harpsichord. That could be lovely. Actually. I will not turn down ten dollars if you want to play the harpsichord. I'll, I'll take. I'll, you know. I'll do it. All right, <laughs> I'm coming over with my harpsichord, and I, what did I win? You want a pack of these cards? Yeah. You want a pack of these cards in it, which includes KRS One. Okay, you got them. Uh, there's I know you do. Aside, I've got to go. I got to go uh, get ready to play some cards somewhere tonight. But I'd like to. Um, That's right. I forgot congratulate to congratulate you, Sir John, on this auspicious occasion of the uh, grand opening, the grand uh, uh, event of your radio, your first radio broadcast. is truly a momentous occasion. Thanks, Thanks Mario. And uh, I oh. wish you all the success in the world. Yeah, and if I didn't I, agree I, to play I poker was, tonight, you would you wouldn't. I uh, foresee be so happy. syndication. I foresee syndication any day now. <laughs> Does anybody else understand what that what he said? I think he said we're going to be like Baywatch, but on the radio. He foreskins oh, yes. for some stations. Uh, I, um, before I hang you up, I have one more to say. Yes, go ahead. You before have the, you have the you have the floor. This is for FUD. Bubba Booey! Bubba Booey! All right. Oh, <laughs> Goddamn right. prank callers. I mean, seriously. Every time, man. That was man. a long way for a prank call. Yeah. Totally farcical. Yeah. Totally farcical call. I'm still looking at these cards. I'm, Alias? I've never heard of a band called Alias. Oh, no, you know? No. I've heard of them. What, what, what does it say about Alias? What it, all began, it all began in 1988 when these enterprising and engaging musicians joined forces to record their self-titled debut album. A unique, aggressive, surging brand of rock and roll mm-hmm. has kept mm-hmm. the group in the public eye. Not in my public eye, apparently. Their songs are often biographical and tell the story of the ups and downs of their private lives. Oof. That's a lot of songs. About Let me see what they look like. Let me take a look at that. Oh, my God. You know, uh, there was somebody who said that uh, you could just uh, you could know whether you're like the band or not just by Google Im- image searching them. It's a, it's a, it's a, almost 100 percent accuracy. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <coughs> disagree with you just on one my favorite band of all time. I would not like. If I just saw a picture of them, and I don't understand the the whole hoopla behind them, because I, I if I had seen a picture before I heard them, I would never have loved the Ramones. Really? Yeah. Really? Just are you going to base it on looks? You I, think I, they yeah. were sticky? This is a real. This is a real. 
sticking thorn for me. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, they're, they're my favorite band of all time, but I mean, I just it, it's it would have looked a little affected to me. It would have looked like something. Right. That, uh, they, they're trying, but they were. They were, uh, you know, put together, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, when your other option is like Captain and Tennille or Boston, you know, I mean, I guess you kind of, right. you know, and although I've grown to appreciate the dad rock, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bands that uh, I've discovered late, you know, later in life. I mean, if you can tell me what the discernible difference other than politics is between Grand Funk Railroad and MC5, I would like to know it because, I mean, they're both great bands. You make, I, a, you make a good argument. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I think there's a lot of bands out there, I mean, that uh, y- y- you can find kids. If you have a record player, that's that thing that sits in your dad's or your grandfather's your, What cabinet. was your first record, Dave? My, uh, well, the first album that I ever purchased was actually a cassette. Oh, you um, didn't have like a 45 when you were a kid? You're pretty young, though. Well, right? I, had, I had those flexi. You're, seven, I had you're those 40. <laughs> I'm, I'm flexi discs you're don't a kid. count. I had those flexis. I, um, but uh, the, first, uh, the first album I ever bought was actually, there was two on the same day. It, was, uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back wow. and Appetite for Destruction on the same day. Um, Not so impressed. <laughs> it's a great album. Sure I mean, it is. But uh, I mean, yeah. if you're an asshole, Damn. how do you get laid in 1930? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's going back to Pete Fornatel, great New York radio <laughs> DJ. That's right. That's a segue. It's called a segue. It's spelled S-E-G. And, like, the, uh, like the scooters. I, I couldn't get to it because I was talking to Mario, so I'm going to backtrack and play this. This guy Fud who comes to play poker with us is you know just a you know, Queen's nut job. He leaves me voicemails because he doesn't text, and I have a, just a voicemail box filled up with FUD voicemail so hopefully this will work and we'll we can hear the uh, Pete Fornatel classic uh, um, uh, eulogy by FUD oh what happened cuz Pete Fornatel over Jerry what a shame anyway call me back I love it was he crying I think he's always crying <laughs> but then he uh, back in uh I guess this is June. Back in June, he eulogized Hideki Arabu, who you remember was a Yankee pitcher, uh, Japanese pitcher, brought in, did not succeed. I think George Steinbrenner called him a fat, pus-filled toad. And uh, he was not a su- success, and he ended up uh, tragically hanging himself last <laughs> oh, summer. Man. He not, did. Not heavy enough to break the rope, apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh how bad Ouch. does it have to be, man? How bad does it have to be to do it's that? But be bad enough that we're making fun of him. But listen... Fudd had a couple things to say to him. He left me a voicemail. And uh, hopefully this Vo- is... Voicemail. This is it. Oh, no. That's that's Fudd with the truck back. Here we wow, go. Wow, because Hideki Arabu dead at 42. Possible suicide. What the fuck? Call me back. Call me fuck back. Him. Fuck him. The greatest. I want Fuck him. I want that man to eulogize me. That's, that's <laughs> apparently, that's a quite an uh, honor. Let me tell you, because this Dave guy, he was up there, was rock and roll band, and it weren't as good as Aerosmith. Fuck him. <laughs> fucking, fucking electrocuted. <laughs> fucking electrocuted at Don Pedro. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Because. Uh, <laughs> well, he'll tell you all sorts of stories about seeing Ted Nugent. and uh, I've seen the nude. You've seen the nude? I have seen the nude. How was it? He's been in the news lately because he's a fucking maniac. He's a card-carrying no, he's a lunatic. Nut. He's a nut. But for for as far as the show went, yeah, the guy shot his fucking guitar with a bow and arrow <laughs> like during the show. It was pretty fucking wild. He should shoot that guitar with a bow and arrow. <laughs> no, uh, Strangehold's pretty cool. Though. I he's like a little it. outspoken. Stranglehold's good. Oh, uh, Stranglehold. Yeah, whatever. Wants to get some. He's still playing. Brew. Still playing. Screaming at about you know right wing insanity. 
I just I like to think of an alternate future where Gigi Allen was the the actual with his light exact, switch penis exact opposite <laughs> of Ted Nugent, and he was uh, going on tour with Ron Paul and uh, <laughs> really you know talking right, about the right. people. Well, you don't want the government interfering in your feces throwing. I mean, don't talk to me could be an anthem. I, I really think that that could be a, a libertarian anthem. Hey, man, anybody tells me what to do with the, uh, you know, I want to stab the audience members, and that's my right. Yeah, if I want to shit on the microphone, I mean, Freelandia. that's, yeah. <laughs> There needs to be more, you know, and growing up, I always thought that there was too much politics in music. I was never like a right. big dead Kennedy no, fan. No, me neither. Like I, I, I got a confession. I hardly ever listen to lyrics, ever. I don't, I, and I don't know. I couldn't agree song. with you on that more. <laughs> Seriously, I really don't. I like. I couldn't I tell for you. Myself. I, 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 there's songs I've heard maybe a thousand times, and I'm not exaggerating that I don't know the words to. So how do you do karaoke? I mean, that's a, that's a big part of karaoke. <laughs> it's not easy. I usually lose. Well, I mean, if you, wait. Does, is there a winner in there? There's yeah. no winners. In I've karaoke. never. I've never done karaoke. There's a winner. And there's it's, no I in karaoke. The winner is people like d- the bands like Dishwalla or Lisa Loeb, yeah. or people that still <laughs> exist in people's public consciousness because of karaoke. And I really think that there's a lot of people that owe a, a supreme debt of gratitude to uh, to anyone who runs a karaoke station because you know if you wrote a song that three people heard in the early to mid '90s, you were being mm-hmm. sung by drunken sluts. Every weekend, and I, I really think you know, not even just drunken sluts. I, I feel like I'm being a little misogynistic. Yeah, here. you are. I, you're, you're, you're fired. <laughs> you know, there's the you know, like uh, frat boys and anyone else that uh, really wants to uh, express themselves through songs that uh, you know may fall by the wayside a little. Sure, bit. you know, and it's funny. Uh, the uh, some people just have the balls to to do it, and as many times as I've been on stage, because I'm always on stage, man. You know. Uh, I can I can't do it. I guess I could if karaoke I had drinks. Is impossible. Me. It's I've impossible at, to look cool doing karaoke. I've been at a, well. I don't look cool anyway. I'm not worried Wait, about my image. I, I'm just like you, you know, know what I mean. Though it's it's just, it's really it's there's no pulling out of that. Going that was good. I don't like going on roller coasters either. I don't. That's like, right. You're fired. That's I mean, right. what, what's that all about? Yeah, <laughs> it's a very polarizing thing. Really, Bradley R. Weisenberg, our first caller, will tell you that I'm I'm not a man. Was there a moment that you decided? Like, was there a, a, yeah, a, a line that you were on and you were just like, you know what, I'm not doing this? Yeah, the moment I decided was when I realized that um, I'm doing something ridiculously dangerous for very little payoff. Isn't that life, though? I mean, if you want to get existential what? about it. You get hit by a bus tomorrow. Well, uh, you know, I'm not driving a bus on a fucking loop 200 feet in the air. You know, I see it as there's a cool... I, I don't get anything out of it. I get off the roller coaster. I go, oh, okay. I've, I, I, I've ridden them many, many times. I think that's weird. I don't yeah, like them. I think it's weird too. I, th- I mean, I think that's a weird trait. I'd rather I'd rather wait for you to get off the roller coaster. And I'll I'll sit there and drink a beer and smoke cigarettes. What about back. water parks? How do you feel about water? Parks? Love them. Really? Really? Love all the water what? rides. All the water rides. <laughs> action park. I killed like three people. <laughs> action Action Park killed three people. And there was wasn't there a thing recently with the Action Park ride that that closed like the day? <laughs> you got to see this ride if you look it up. It's a water slide and it loops around. Uh, like inside. 180 degrees inside. And at the end, there's not a pool or anything. It's like a mat. <laughs> and they used to force the employees of Action Park to test out the ride. And they would come out all fucked up and cut up and, you know, bruised. And they shut down the ride almost immediately. It was like, I forget, some other foreign company designed this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they shut it down, but it was they never dismantled it. So if you'd go to Action Park, it would be there, like this monument to, to this dangerous ride that no one was allowed to go on. But they also had the Alpine Slide, which is a concrete slide where you could lie down on a skateboard. 
It was an insanely dangerous place, and finally they closed it up. But uh, I think there are many fatalities at Action Park. But I love water rides. Love them all. Love the Tarzan swing. What's the uh, one out uh, uh, out on Long Island, all the way out at the end? Uh, Splish Splash. Splish Splash. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that worked there, and they I would hear some horror stories about yeah. what went on there. I mean, basically- well, the, the people they hire are very attentive to safety. They're they're not seventeen year old kids in you know Oakleys who could give a fuck whether you die or not. You know, <laughs> no, I'm, I've I've been to Splish Splash I think once, but uh, that's, that's I've like, never been. I've never even heard if of the it. rides aren't da- that's weird, man. I like dangerous water rides and not dangerous regular rides. Why is that? Me? I don't know. I'm just having a moment. Are you here. afraid of like mankind's like? No, I'm afraid of building? flying out of the fucking roller coaster because some asshole didn't strap me in. Well, that's it. You're afraid, but you. But it's what are still they a man-made pool? The next day, you're dead, and they don't give a shit. They don't give a you're shit gone. if you die in the water park. <laughs> yeah, but you're, I'm in the water. I like being in the water. <laughs> <laughs> see, listen. The way I see it, I don't is, like the water. The diseases that are floating in the water. Well, like the, you know, baby diapers. I and just, things. I just received a text from our friend, our friend Derek. <laughs> Oh, really? Yes. I, I wonder if we have a sound effect <laughs> that matches up with that exact scenario. Oh, we don't. We, we <laughs> it's do. It's not working. Well, no, it works. Eat shit, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, Derek came in and said, uh, water rides are sitting in other people's piss and filth. It's Boy. true. If you ever go to Sesame Place, if you have kids or something. To, so is the subway, though. I mean, yeah, I guess. But eat I shit, Derek. <laughs> Well, Derek will be eating shit on his next water ride. Other people's feet will matter. Well, that's why I figured it would be ample. Yeah, it's gross. I, when I was at a Sesame Place, they had like a lazy river. Or what, sesame, what's a lazy river? You know, it's in Pennsylvania. What's a lazy river? you got to yeah. be kidding me. What? I, I don't have kids. I don't, I've never been to never Sesame Place. You don't have to have kids to know what a lazy river is. You put, they put you on a tube and you're fucking uh, going on the river. Oh, it's just like going a, a circle. It's, yeah, It's, it's, it's not, fucking it's boring. Not, it's, it's not yeah. called the awesome you know, spinning river. It's called the lazy river. The, the well, I like the awesome. And there was a diaper floating. Oh, down the lazy river, that's and that's awful. when I was kind of like out with the, the the water thing. And people are like, that. you know, anytime there's a lot of babies and the and people are shitting their pants, it's, it's not good. Ridiculous. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I, I think uh, if there was a, a if if you watch going back to bad television, uh, My Strange Addiction, I'm waiting for the episode with someone that goes to water parks because they obsessively collect band aids. Because I mean that would be a great one. I, I would oh, I would watch that one. Dude, there's nothing gross than seeing like a band aid on oh. the floor. So it's just gross. If you catch out. one in the lips, it's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that like it's hair, awful. like a, a hair in my food, and I'm just. Well, oh no, that's over. game over. It's a yeah, game over. Game, game over. over. Game over. There is actually uh, there's I, no win. It's like friends. when you're, you know you're, I don't even say. It. I don't even know what you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I think I'm bailing out of that one. I don't want to say when you're having sex and you smell a little bit of ass. It's a game over for me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that that's kind of gross. Has ever happened to me? I don't think it's ever took me out after of after high school. Wait, your your <laughs> ass or someone else's ass? Anybody's Whatever. Because I mean, your ass is kind of like an intriguing smell, right? This like, has gone I mean, like, great um, <laughs> so far. Well, we're talking I, I, about I'm ass. also How disgusted about be? boogers. Oh, I mean, we'll get to that. But I mean, as far as uh, as far as water parks go, that's a, that's a really interesting development that you you it's don't. Disgusting. Yeah, I I, I just uh, you know I'm. Whatever it is, what it is, I, we, a weird thing. Man. I think I think we came to. Well, no, I made you, you like almost, gross rides. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like to swim in other people's shit, and if that's not going on, I want nothing to do with that ride. Right, it's a decade away from water sports. Yeah, maybe yeah. if like people shit their pants on the roller coaster, and I could be underneath it. 
Kind of like a tour bus emptying on like a drawbridge. <laughs> what is that? Dave Matthews? Was that a Dave yeah, Matthews? Yeah. Exactly. Right as they you. put the bar down. Like, hey, hey buddy, that, do me a yeah. favor. Like, blow a snot on me or something. I'm dying over here. <laughs> I don't know if snot's on no, my No, I'm face. not into it. I, I like the Ferris wheel, I guess. Why? Can you throw shit down at people? Like, or what's the deal? I don't know. I don't I'm not going to get Because it goes slow and in a circle, and it's, it's, you know, and I'm afraid of cars, too. Cars on the street are going to hit me. I'm going to hit well, all the kids. I'm constantly grabbing children that aren't my own and tr- saving their wow. lives. Wow. Oh, that's an, Let's that's cut that off right there. It's like, no, no. I, you know, I, I I'm stopping them from going the street. I've talked about this before. I can't, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Stop it! The older I get, I'm just like worried all the time that someone's going to get hit by a car. It's my worst nightmare in, in history. And these, slow down! Have you ever actually, <laughs> have you seen it? I mean, is it? No, I just fucking, I don't know where it came from. This is like, I don't know. Past seven or eight years. Really? What happened to you, Dave? Well, I mean, as far as uh, getting hit, by, I got hit by a car when I was eight. <clears throat> my, Did you? Uh, yeah, my uh, my bike got hit. I was uh, trying to cross the street, and there was a uh, one of those big dumpsters when people like clear out their basements or whatever, yeah, like yeah. those huge dumpsters sitting on the street. Twenty yarder. Yeah. Call that uh, in the industry. Oh, that's twenty yarder. I pulled out on my bike to uh, take a look, and uh, ended up the front tire of my bike got hit by a car, and I ended up flying and hitting my head on the curb, and. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't that traumatic. I mean, I, I sounds to, pretty fucking bad. I got to stay home from sounds school terrible. for a while. My mom's a nurse, so that was taken care of. You know, they Explains took me to the hospital lot. and uh, they asked me if I knew my name. And you know, after that, it was fine. You if know, Woody had gone right to the police, there you go. Yeah. This What's your name? Thursday. <laughs> Apparently, if John Hulahan was there, it could be like a quantum leap kind of thing where they send him back, and uh, he saves me from getting hit by a car. That's right. My, my life turns out completely I would totally different. Save you. And it's, I don't know, it's not that I really have too much empathy, it's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I don't want to see a kid get hit by a car. I saw a guy get hit by a car. my life. I don't know why, why. I don't know. I'm not a fucking I'm, psychologist. I, neither am I. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not psychotic. I'm the either. patient. That's <laughs> me. I just want to know, what, like, why is that like your biggest fear? I don't know. Have you hit somebody with a car and you're... Nope. Absolutely not. You answered not. that a little too quick. Yeah, nope. Never. I don't know that was rehearsed. That. Yeah. I don't even want to tell you. I was working. Oh. <laughs> but but I won't tell you. But I'll tell this entire audience. I'll, I'll tell somebody else. I was working with a guy once, and we're driving down like by Main Street in Flushing here in Queens. This is where we're broadcasting from, by the way. And uh, he goes, "Oh yeah, I hit a Chinese guy here at this intersection once. I just kept going." This is like a painter that. Uh, that if any police are listening, I'm making this up. <laughs> And I worked with the guy like one day, and I was like, "What?" Like he said it like so matter of fact, like it was normal. He also used to own a liquor store, and I forget where this connected. Almost shot somebody. He had a shotgun underneath the like counter, like rigged up, and it went off and almost killed two old ladies. Well, this is what he's telling me. Who knows if his stories are true or not? But you sound like no. I've never. I've been, I've been in a lot of car accidents in the car. Oh like yeah, a ton. But that's fun. Is it? It can be. I never got hurt. So. I was going to say, I, I've, you don't walk with a limp or anything. You're, you're no, I never go. got hurt. I, you I used to do, drive around. As a matter of fact, you should be going into car accidents going, I'm never going to get hurt <laughs> because you're a miracle, uh, man. Those are the people that don't get hurt. There's a reason you worry. It's your brain is telling you. No. And it's, 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 it's a safety mechanism. I, I used to drive around that uh, gigantic 1984 Coupe de Ville Cadillac. That's why I never got that hurt. That thing was a tank. It was a block long, and it was made of you know steel. I smashed some guy's car so bad with that thing coming around a corner when Didn't I was like even... 17. I didn't have a license, a picture license yet. 
And the guy was a Grateful Dead fan. He was fishing in the lake. <laughs> he came running out. I just his car was totaled. Nothing was wrong with my car. Nothing. It was a tiny, tiny, tiny dent. little dent in the this, one this, plastic. This, I, I have seen this car, and for those of you out there, it is a boat. Luckily, the, the guy was, you know, probably stoned because he had the bears, the dancing bears, a bumper sticker and all that. And he, he just was like, oh, I don't want to mess up your insurance. Just go. Like, Fucking see it. I, I, mean, I had a similar uh, experience. I was I was driving a um, old Ford Econoline van that my old band was touring in, but I kept it as a car. And uh, I was leaving work one day. I was with a buddy of mine. And uh, this guy turned in front of me. It might have been my fault. I might have blown a stop sign. I'm not sure. But, uh. I cut his car in half. Like, it, it, it ripped completely in half. Oh. And uh, my buddy had his head down, and he looked up, and he goes, what was that sound? Like, he didn't even feel it. When you're in a, when you're in a van like that, like, you don't even wow. feel it. And uh, the guy, you know, we got out of the car. He got out of the car. The guy was like, whose fault was that? And I, I, I was going to say, wait, how do you not know <laughs> whose fault it was? Exactly. <laughs> I, I heard that in the earlier part of the story. I didn't want to cut you off. but <laughs> So I don't even know whose fault it was, but I cut the guy's car in half. Well, I mean, he, he came out, he said, uh, you know, for any cops that may be listening. Yeah. And uh, he said, whose fault was that? And I, I said, I think it was yours. And uh, he said, okay, fair enough. Wow. Like, wait what? And, uh, Some people, you know, what a lot you, of people What did you get into an accident with Mr. Magoo? <laughs> what people happened? People are very reasonable. That's funny that you brought yeah. that up because they're magooing. Yeah, magooing is you a, magooed right through an that actual thing I did magoo. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, my girlfriend is from uh, Michigan, and uh, I've noticed there's a yeah, thing. right. So's mine. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's an element of people from the Midwest that uh, I call it magooing, and um, it's when no matter how long they live in the city, they don't know exactly how to walk or interact with other people, and. Uh, I She's the kind I didn't know it had a name. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's got a name now. Yeah, she'll she'll mm. she'll open a door to a, a store, you know, in, in Manhattan in front of someone and not, you know, walk out into into groups of people and not pay attention to what oh, going. I hate that. And uh all the doors are on the right. And so you if you're if you're, you know, if you're a, smart, if you're a, a city city versed. Yeah, if you're a fucking uh, good walker. There should be a license. There should adjective. be a license. There should be a, a New York City walking license. I, you, I do agree. You walk how you how you drive. If you're from uh, the United States, I guess in Britain, I wonder if they walk on the left. I don't know. That's an interesting question. That is a good question. But um, um, yeah, that is a great question, John. Land. Yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> I, she took me home to meet her folks, and uh, we were in Michigan, and uh, I was driving through a parking lot, and this whole family just walked out in front of my car. I stopped in time. I didn't. I didn't. There was no. John, calm down. There was no, uh, there was no unfortunate accident. <laughs> Didn't I'm hit completely any kids. calm. But uh, I realized, I turned to her and realized that I'm nervous hearing you describe that. That's where she's from. I mean, that's that's the land of Magoo's, and apparently uh, there's there's a <laughs> whole population of them. They're like the Smurfs, and um, and uh, they exist somewhere. Michiganders. They look up instead of in front of them, and I I love her to death, but uh, the girl cannot walk in the city, and I don't think that's something that'll ever change. Yeah, the you know. They, they walk in front of you, looking around, mm. with their over. giant backpacks on. It's a dumb pet peeve to have. It really is like, uh, no, it's but not. It, not if not if you live or work in, in New York City. Yeah, but what if you're not in a rush? I and mean, we were yeah, John, really, I'm sure. in a rush. Yeah, but I'm always in a rush. Sometimes I'm I'm yeah. in the city and I'm not in a rush. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. John I'm calling bullshit. On John that. and I were talking about this earlier on the way over here when he picked me up, and 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 it was really. You know, you, we are in a rush. But you'll rush to wait for someone for 20 minutes. You'll rush to yeah, sit at a bar sure. by yourself right. and order and a drink. And the other argument is, oh, hey, uh, leave. But I'm drinking. That's, that, you know, that's rushing to drink. Leave earlier is what someone would tell you. But, but it's or, still, no, it's, if it, I leave earlier, I'm going to be wasted by the time you show it's up. Not the, uh, it's not the, uh, the time 
that matters. It's just the the annoyance of of having something in front of you that you can't get past. Yeah, but if I have to go, what takes what should take uh, a ten minute walk, let's say Manhattan, and it takes seventeen because I was dicking around with people going, "What's that up there?" Yeah, I don't need that. Like maybe, that's a rush. Maybe we should look up every once in a while. I mean, I worked sure. within the footsteps I, I, of the stop Empire. and smell the roses. I worked within the footsteps of the Empire State Building. I don't think I ever looked up once. You know, at that at that building the yeah. entire time I worked there. And you know, it, it comes to the forefront when you have people visiting from out of town, and they're like, "Oh, take me to all these things," and they're like. You know, what's the Statue of Liberty like? And you have to say, well, I grew up here, but I've never actually been there. Right. Same thing. Yeah. I've never been to Statue of Liberty. I, I mean, was there with a school trip, like when I was like third, third grade. Did you go something. up to the top? or? No, I think it was under construction during that time. Oh, yeah. Like they used was... to have a huge scaffolding built around right. the entire thing for a few years. I, think. I remember like just going there. Like, well, what do we show up for? Can I climb on the scaffolding? That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> they scrubbing her down her armpits and stuff. <laughs> Making her fresh. She came from France. Yeah, I don't do any of those touristy things. I don't know why. I, I mean, should. I, actually, I actually had that when uh, when Jess's family, my girlfriend's family, showed up. Oh, well, uh, you got to be the, the tour guide yeah, and do but, that you know, stuff. So that's it's, fun. It's funny because we I have, have to ask tourists, what do you want to see? And yeah. then I'll take you there. Well, one other thing. You know, you, ha- you have to kind of interject a little bit because they want to go to the top of the Empire State Building, for instance. And uh, my, you know, my fear, suggestion there. Fear of heights. Well, no, my suggestion was <laughs> go to the top of the rock because at this point you go to the top of the Empire State Building. What the hell are you looking at, Queens? You know, yeah, you know like what, yeah. what are you looking hey, at? Hey, whoa! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I and, and I, I'm from. I live in Queens. I'm not from Queens, but uh, you know, you go to the top of the rock, you can see the Empire State Building, and these mm-hmm. are the kind of things you need to tell them. You know, like right. yeah. you know, no, and, I agree. And You're you need right. to bring in other things. You know, like you know, they had other people there that were trying to tell them what to do, and they. You know, we ended up walking through the um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons the day before, which is a nightmare. If you don't want to walk They're slowly, setting them up what, near stuff? the yeah. park. Yeah, yeah, if you don't want to walk slowly behind people, don't ever do that because it's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. I don't. I definitely don't want to do that. I mean, like if you if you have an you know incredible love of Snoopy, I guess that's one thing. But I mean, I as do. far as Joe Cool shirts are the best. Can you find those still? I think that's a you know they're collector's items now. I I have a whole bunch of underoos and all that stuff. I'm, see, I'm more of a fan of the Big Johnson shirts. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. Uh, whenever I, 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 s- I couldn't oh, tell. Uh, the I wanted to, I wanted to get like uh, you know uh, look through all the uh, episodes of Eastbound and Down and get those horrible Kenny Powers T-shirts mm. like the, the one he was wearing in like the second to the last or last episode it was like a day glow cut off black t-shirt and it just said like i forget what it said like hey bitch or shut up or, it's the greatest t-shirts ever yeah that's what the t-shirt said shut up hey uh, bitch shut yeah, up right thank you <laughs> fucking radio show <laughs> but i want to get a collection of those t-shirts i'll have maybe i'll have a, a guy i know who sells t-shirts who, who screen prints t-shirts this guy i know uh-huh. he does it for a living he's not listening and uh <laughs> no he's on a plane i think yeah he's on a plane to some other fucking we'll get those made adventure in- Get those made, you know, get the Big Johnson shirts, the co-ed naked volleyball shirts. I mean, yeah, sure those will charge me 35 bucks a shirt because yeah. the price made. of cotton. Tommy Rockstar can make those, can't That's he? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name check, one, two. Guys call themselves Rockstar. So, and there we are. Uh, so, what's next? What are the Mets doing? It's two to one. Harrison's on base. <laughs> These Colorado uniforms—they have fucking vests. Is anything Bad. worse than the Miami Marlins? Oh and I actually God, said that correctly terrible. for the first time ever. I still say Florida, <coughs> Florida Marlins, Marlins yeah. but uh, the Miami Marlins jerseys look like a clown threw up on someone's shirt. And and 
Because I'm assuming that's what clown vomit looks like. No, it, it looks like a rocket pop that melted on the street. <laughs> the uh, Have you seen the thing in the outfield when they hit a home run? No. It's like this ridiculous mechanism that, that has dolphins like on a, on a wheel, and the dolphins go around to this fake water. And it's just, and, do know. they do lines of coke? I don't know. They should. I do. They're pretty smart, those dolphins. <laughs> those dolphins. probably stay away from coke. If they had thumbs, they would. Uh, <laughs> they'd be doing bumps. They'd be your best friend. <laughs> they'd be, they'd be pulling out their keys in front of every bathroom and every dive bar <laughs> in New York. The uh, Yeah, it's this really bad thing in the outfield when somebody hits a home run. It's like this bad animation of this, 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 this like Rube Goldberg-looking uh, fucking thing. I don't know what it is. Can well, we... It's a waste of taxpayers' money. That's what I know. Can we agree that that's the worst? I mean, that's the worst professional sports logo I've seen. In- oh yeah, in in many years. There's yeah. some bad basketball ones. I can't really think of them right now. Oh, well, as an know. Islanders fan, I have to say the Fisherman. Oh. The Fisherman is uh, is legendary for Stan its, uh, Fischler. <laughs> which actually, uh, speaking of the Fisherman, you know, in collectability, those jerseys you can't even find those anymore. Like those those are incredibly collectible. Yeah, because a bunch of assholes from Long Island bought them. Yeah, there's a, there's some guy walking around proudly sporting those. His, are the his, worst. The Rangers Statue of Liberty head jerseys were pretty fucking. Bad. Mm. Those are pretty terrible. Well, the Mets have gotten their phase. The Mets are phasing out the black jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black jersey reminds me of like uh, it was like halfway through Piazza's career they broke out the black jerseys yeah. and they were kind of that was no good. I really, know, they, there was a theory that like the black jerseys make you more intimidating looking or something. You know, I don't uh, buy it. No, you know what? It's intimidating. Get a fucking hit, buddy. Let's go. But yeah, who I mean, is this guy? I have no idea. I was actually looking at this right now and trying to figure He's, out who that was. Jason Bay's hurt. Pelfrey's hurt. There's nobody on the, the starting pitcher we've never heard of. The guy at the plate, I've never seen him before in my life. Take strike one. Number four, that's not Lenny Dykstra. I'll tell you that much. Two out, man, on first. Uh, here not, comes Mike Nicky ass. So oh, hitting the, 169 with one home run, he's six the backup RBIs. catcher, right? He's the, Is he? He's the backup catcher well, to our backup sweet. catcher who starts. Um Yeah, there's not much going on with the Mets. I, 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 I have to say. They're 11 and 8. It's I, very respectable. I, I mean, you know, it's... it's oh, oh, and he scorches oh, one. Oh, the guy we've never gets heard of. Through. That was That was something to see. That was special. Nice. Yeah. Good job, dude. Who's that? Harrison? Oh, so, you know, oh, someone's going to pinch run for Harrison. Oh, whoa. That was, what happened? Why are they going to commercial? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to listen to us watch TV because that's what's going on right now. Did the now. ball hit him? Wow. The ball hit him. He's out. Wow. Oh, that's That is some amateur bullshit. base running there. That is some amateur base running. You got to jump over that ball, dude. That's a fucking uh, first and third. <laughs> anyway, here's a here's a let's see if this works. Begin by gathering supplies. A song called Legally, He's a Woman. Let's all chill out.
All right, that was <laughs> Congratulations by the Born Loose. And that's another great, great band. Uh, You're playing with them, right? Uh, Cinco de Mayo, yeah, we're playing with the Born Loose, uh, the Hookers family. That's a Don Pedro, 90 Manhattan Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Born Loose, I mean, as much as I love that song, I mean, that, that doesn't do them justice. Larry May, one of the best screams in rock and roll that you'll ever oh, yeah. hear. He used to be in a band called the Candy Snatchers, which uh, that's where you were known from. Everyone knows the Candy Snatchers. Everyone loves them. Everyone has a good story if they've ever seen them, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, anything from him bleeding all over you to throwing fish to uh, it's, anything else. It's funny if, you, if you've ever had a uh, conversation with a guy who's covered in blood, like a normal conversation. Hey, you know, you guys sounded really, hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> it's just surprised you had a normal conversation with him. Dripping usually, in his own blood. Yeah, he was pretty lucid when I yeah. talked to him that usually time. Usually he, uh, he. I uh, saw him on the street in front of my job. Uh-huh. I went outside and I'm smoking a cigarette and it, just Larry from the Candy Snatchers. I'm like Larry. He's yeah. like, Ugh. speaking mayonnaise. That's a, that's a uh, <laughs> yeah. mayonnaise is the language. It's uh, it's definitely something. You know, but if you follow, if you can follow what he's saying, it's it's some of the most genius stuff you'll ever hear. He'll talk about how uh, his day, you know, and he'll talk about his day and how that you know parlays into the, you know the second teenage head record from Canada. You know, it's like right. it's, so. It's 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 you know it's something to to behold definitely. There were there was something else the the one time I saw him. They were an incredible band. The guitar player in that band, I think he's an Asian dude, maybe. I could be wrong. Well in Born Lucid Suki. They were great. Yeah. Um and uh in the Candy Snatchers actually Matthew Oditis who uh who unfortunately passed away and that's uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I talked to that dude about his guitar because he uh, when I saw them he had a Les Paul Junior. I thought it was a really cool guitar. Mm. I chatted with him about that and I found out he died. It was kind of a that was a bummer. Great guitar. So hey, why would the chance of me getting my hands on that guitar? <laughs> oh god, uh-huh. that's terrible, man. You're fired. I meant that's how the conversation went for you. <laughs> uh, we should, uh, we should, uh, we haven't dedicated enough of the show to to talking about Billy Joel, in my opinion. Well, I'm I'm from Long Island, so uh, so you love Billy Joel. Well, actually, there was a um, a rock. There's a if you live in Suffolk, and I actually spent some time living in Suffolk. Uh, Suffolk County, for those of you that aren't from uh, New York, is uh, the county that's the furthest out in Long Island. It's after Nassau. It's uh, where the Hicks live in in Long Island, uh, mm-hmm. in New York, if you uh, have never been there. But uh, there's a rock in a national park that's on the north shore of Long uh, Island. Sorry. That uh, There's a plaque on the rock that says, this rock belongs to Billy Joel. Um, I don't, <laughs> Did I don't, he hit it with his car or something and he claimed have, it? Must have hit it with his car. It must be a, a finder's keepers kind of situation. But... Uh, we would go there and, uh, you know, do things that teenagers do. But uh, it was always, you know, it was known as the Billy Joel Rock, and it wasn't that far from uh, Sag Harbor where... Sag Harbor! Yeah! yeah. Town known as Oyster Bay, like, yeah! Oh, oh here it is. Best... Best. Oh, sounds like Paul Stanley. <laughs> Get to that next. Uh, it's all related. And at this point, he's he's, he's he flips over the piano. He, he's swinging around the uh, mic stand. Yeah, oh, there he goes. There goes the piano. <laughs> the rest of the band is just smiling and playing along with their guitars. Uh, poor guys. They're professionals. <laughs> Liberty DeVito is wailing. I was like, please leave me alone. We'll that be playing. The... We'll be playing tracks from his classical record <laughs> later. 
<laughs> Glass Houses was the in its entirety side one. Uh, the album side Fridays. <laughs> Scott Muni. I have to say, carry the four. I have to say, Billy Joel is probably the only millionaire that I actually feel bad for. <laughs> like you know, you see him on TV or you, you hear about what like things that are going on in his life and and. You feel bad for the guy. You feel, you know, like he can't find Do love. You? He can't. He keeps crashing his I car. Guess. He, you know, he's Billy Joel. I mean, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Let me do my show because it's a, the the whole Long Island accent just comes out. Let me do my show for Christ's sake. <laughs> for Christ's sake, I love it. Uh, it's he, fucking great. He's, he's mad because some guy was uh, lighting the audience, the spotlight guy or whatever, was putting the lights on the crowd. And that really pissed him off. I mean, he didn't bring out best YouTube video over. Just, 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 just write in like Billy Joel ape shit, or uh, or Billy Joel freaks out, and it'll be the first fucking thing that comes up. And believe me, <laughs> you won't be disappointed. That is a big dose of Long Island, though. I mean, there, there, there are certain things that just you know denote Long Island. I think uh, "use guys" is a is a term that you'll only use hear guys. On. Yeah, you know, use guys need to you know whatever, but uh. No, Billy Joel. That's a, a sad man. I, I, I really, I hear that. He is the sad clown. I start. I start. There's an Onion article, like you know, uh, about uh, what Billy Joel's thinking when he's driving to a party. Like he knows someone's gonna ask him to play piano. God damn it! I actually, um, my favorite Onion article of all. <laughs> hey, time. no, it'd be great if someone, uh, if someone knew how to play piano and knew some songs. We're all having a good time. Uh, all right, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> There was a uh, one line, just one of those headlines in, in The Onion. There wasn't actually an article attached, which was just, uh, scientists isolate Gene Simmons. Just like, <laughs> I, I, I still think of that and laugh. The you Onion, know. As a, in, uh, you know, the Onion when it was a paper, it was great. And they still have hilarious things. But there, there's an oversaturation. Um, it's an onion overload, almost. And their sports uh, page is pretty bad. There's some, there's some funny stuff every There's once some in a funny while. things. The sports is the weakest and uh, the, because you have the onion in your email, the onion on the radio, the onion a actual paper, the onion on Facebook's constantly posting. It's a little too much onion. They should, th- you know, they're oversaturated. Where do you the get market. that? Huh? I feel like it might be one of those things though, where like people become so used to that style of humor because of the onion. In the same way that like right. you know your dad will talk about how much he loved the Beatles, and then you hear him, and it's like, okay, well, I understand that this is good, but it's not as groundbreaking to you because you didn't grow up in a world before that existed. No, I get it. I understand. No, my dad doesn't like the Beatles, though. But right. Neither does my, my dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my, dad was, my dad doesn't care about music or, or sports. He just bets on sports if, 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 and with his buddies. He doesn't. He is, how do you bet on the Beatles? No team. <laughs> you bet on the Beatles? Well, curious. you bet how, for Ringo and Paul, and you're in, you're in <laughs> good shape. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually, uh, there was a thing on uh, Twitter after Paul McCartney performed on, what was it, the Grammys? Where uh, it was a probably it was a whole bunch of young people that had the no Paul idea. McCartney Awards. They had no idea who Paul McCartney was. Uh, so yeah. there was like a whole like Twitter feed of people that didn't yeah. know who yeah. the old guy was that was singing that horrible no song. Who's that old lady? Yeah, like Angela he's, a, he's, a nice he's a handsome <laughs> woman. I, I I do have to say he is. He's uh he's taking on the bird look. The estrogen is overflowing. He, I mean, he looks better than Keith Richards. Have you seen him lately? He he looks like a. Oh yeah, he yeah. looks the same it, to me all the time. He was doing something for uh, Hubert Sumlin, the guitarist for uh, Howlin' Wolf. Died. It's recently. crazy to be anywhere. And uh, he did a <laughs> he did a benefit thing for his family or whatever, and they showed pictures of it, and he looked like a skeleton. It was it was. Well, uh, he should look like a skeleton. 
Well, I mean, as long as he survives. I mean, like, you know, I guess I realize that we're we're living in a generation as rock and roll fans where everyone we love is going to die before us. You know, hopefully. I mean, and that's a horrible thing to say, well, but I mean, yeah. I'm a few you know, years older than you. That's we're all gonna, happening. you know, we're all gonna see, we're all gonna see Chuck Berry die. We're all gonna see Little Richard die. We're all gonna see well, the rest of the Beatles die. We talked about this the other night. Yeah, uh, that you know, your heroes, your musical heroes, probably did their best work when they were ten years younger than us. And well, yeah, that's you know. Ten years I just ago. wanted to press you. Well, I mean, also, I mean, jeez, man, I'm a Ramones. You know, I spoke earlier about being a big Ramones fan. I was born in '81, and um, oh, the really? album, the album that came out in '81 for the I Ramones, got sucks was uh, was Pleasant Dreams. Ooh, so I oh mean, yeah, that's bad. There wasn't a whole lot left in that Ramones tank by no. the time I was born. Nah. So I mean, my favorite band of all time is a band that's peaked before I was born. So you know, it, 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 you, you see that's something common like that. though. I think. I mean, what, what's your? I mean, if you had to pick, I know that's a horrible question. If you had to pick a favorite band, oh, Ramones, definitely Ramones. my favorite band mm. by, by a long shot. But if you wanted to talk about my favorite Ramones album, we're gonna have a problem because I'm not gonna pick the first one, and you no. will get mad at me. Rocket to Rush is my favorite, or Road to Ruin. It's it's a toss. Road to Ruin is my favorite. I album. think it has a lot to do with which one you had first, and if you were born. So yours was Animal Boy. <laughs> I, have, I had an eight track. Halfway to Sanity. I had an eight track of Road to Ruin. Really? Yeah. No, Leave Home was the album I spent the most time with, and was the one album I was in constant rotation. Did you have in my it with room when I was a kid? Of yeah. course. You have to have the original version. Staskin? Of yeah. course. Oh, what was the song they replaced? The... Sheena is a punk rocker was the yeah. replacement. Sheena is a punk what a, rocker. What a isn't hump on the of a ori- song that was. Isn't, in a, isn't on the <laughs> original album. Way to phone it in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. But I mean, Carbone and Not Glue, I mean, that, uh, you oh, know, man. if you didn't mention a brand name there, that would have been a hit. I, I mean, not, maybe not a hit. I mean, it's the Ramones. I don't think we that's We used to possible. cover that in, uh, in Endangered Feces. And we covered that as well. My old, one of my old bands covered that as well. We actually recorded it. But, uh... Yeah, Carbone Knock Lose is a great song, but it, I can understand the Leave Home. I mean, I'm not going to attack you for Leave Home. I mean, I think it's a it's it's pretty much a continuation of the first record, but it's a little more right. polished. It's yeah. like a better sounding version. It's like you watch the pilot episode of a show you love, and then you watch the second episode, and it's got higher production value. It's a little sure, bit, yeah. Even if like you know you watch from the beginning of Breaking Bad to now, or The Wire, even yeah. Uh, I never yeah, got into sure The Wire. I mean, really? like, I, I've yeah. seen it before. Oh, you're one of those people. Huh? No, like, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I would love it. You know, at this point, I haven't watched it just because oh, I would have no one it. to I would have no one to talk to about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. at this point, I'd be the asshole that, like, you know, is watching, you know, season one and wants to talk about what's going on. And <laughs> honestly, the, the social experience of watching shows is pretty much, you know, a huge pull in that. In sure. That that's, a, that's a big, a big uh, part of it. You know, you got you to gotta be. But no, you have to. You could watch it all by yourself and never talk to anyone. You, you'd love it. Really? Yeah, that's right. Well, the show that I'm obsessed with now is um, is the Voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is the that voice? with like um, uh, Steven it's... Tyler as a judge or something? No, no, that's American Idol. Oh. Um, the Voice. <laughs> the Voice is. Did you watch America's Got Talent too? No, I can't oh. watch that. I, oh, it doesn't. Why it hasn't, start, it hasn't started yet. It hasn't with, started. I mean, I'll watch it with with Howard just to see you know what the stern aspect adds right. to that. But he seems to have. You know, he went through that crotchety phase, and now he seems to have mellowed with age to the point where he's going to be a judge on a reality show. I'm sure they're going to cast, you know, they're going to position him as the asshole. But, you know, in the long run, you know, that's not something that I would have imagined late 80s, early 90s Howard Stern doing. Right. Well, I think his girlfriend's Mel, his wife or whatever you want to call her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his broad he was talking about getting a manicure the other day. I was like, oh, man. I, you know, I obviously I haven't listened in a while. I want to keep it uh, myself fresh. I don't want to listen to other radio shows, man. It's like <laughs> exactly. It's like listening to the later Ramones albums. You know, it's yeah, pleasant. I dreams. like Brain Drain. <laughs> Mondo Bizarro is your favorite album. Isn't oh, it? Acid no. Eaters Acid is your favorite Eaters, album. Your you favorite that, album is Acid Eaters. You love that cover of Substitute. <laughs> 
Can someone please put your favorite? You know, I, I introduced. Uh, if anyone wants to uh, check this out, there's a Facebook group called Your Favorite Blank Is Blank, and it, it really it, it came from a a joke that Dean Rispler. Um, a good friend of, of ours. Uh, good man, putting out the yeah. the Fuckflix record and uh, the Mess Around record. Yeah, Kudzu record. And, uh, he's our, our Naked our, Heroes record. He's our benefactor, and and you know and, he's and, awesome. Yeah, puts out great stuff, great ear for music. Plays um, in uh, Manitoba, right? With, yeah, uh, with Handsome Dick Handsome from Dick the himself. Dictators, and uh, you know it's most of the Dictators actually. It's uh, it's Handsome Dick Manitoba. Um, it's uh, Ross the Boss. Um, it's uh, JP. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know Daniel and Ray. I want to call him Mean Dean Rispler. He should be mean. He should Dean be Rispler. Mean Dean Rispler. Yeah. That's a- he should wear a a Mexican wrestling mask <laughs> at all times because I I think that the world would be a better place if people didn't know who Dean Rispler was and he could just walk around and do random acts of kindness right and uh, do things like pull kids. Uh, he would pull kids away from car- speeding cars. I think he's very good for the for the rock scene around here, in my opinion. And when I first heard when we first oh we're gonna record with the. With Dean, and he's going to produce the album. Like, I hear produce, and I, you know, I want to throw up. I, you know, I told him this. And I'm like, yeah, I'd rather record it live. But in the studio and everything, he was very, just the most helpful guy ever. He didn't, uh, he wasn't a producer in He that did try sense. to get us to add some harmonics to our songs. Uh-huh. And, like, he's like, you know, like, bend the eighth note here. And it's like, um. Well, this is the great thing. <laughs> you could take all the suggestions and then be like, uh. Just cut all the percussion out of it later, you know. And if the band gangs up on you, you, you got no recourse. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. No <laughs> percussion for you. Well, I mean, we are speaking from a room that has a bongo drum in it. So. It does, and the reason I have a bongo drum is because I know he was listening before. Occupy Wall Street is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> John feels very strongly about. I, uh, I do. I've been down there, man. I'm not kidding. So anyway, this guy Derek Vokens, total asshole, Yankee fan, uh, rides a motorcycle like a dick. Um, needed the bongo. The Wait, conga, does the motorcycle look like a conga, dick? Uh, no, it's a, like a dirt bike. Okay. And uh, I think he—I don't even think he rides it. He's got kids now and stuff. It's kind of like the, the equivalent of like the kids that would walk around in high school with skateboards, but they wouldn't actually ride them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, like I said, this guy's a total jackass. No, I'm just kidding. He's a really good guy. And he, he wanted to, he had this musical project. And that is the reason the conga drum is there. I brought it down from the attic. And he's like, oh, does anybody have a conga drum? I think I was like, I have one. Because I remember when I was like 18, my parents bought me conga drums for Christmas. And there's a picture of me with like long hair behind these two conga drums with the Christmas tree and the whole, I'm in like my pajamas. It's terrible. It'll be up on our Facebook page <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. I'll try to get that picture up there tomorrow. Along with the picture of the, the contest prize, uh, Rock and roll baseball card. Should Which we open up another one? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally down with that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I mean, because basically, I did look this up before I brought these in, and uh, apparently, no one won the trip to London for the rock and roll uh, experience. So there's still a pack out there somewhere, and I can only imagine that there isn't that many packs left. We might have a very real chance. I'm going to open another pack, but there is one left. So if anyone wants to call in and claim this pack. Uh, feel absolutely free. You could free. be a winner. Yeah, you might win win a trip to somewhere. I don't know. Let's see what we got. Oh, we got the... It always starts with the legend cards, apparently. Legends. We've got uh, Allman Brothers here. Uh, which lineup of the Allman Brothers is this? Um, everyone's favorite. You know, everyone has an uncle who uh, is in a band that uh, plays Allman Brothers songs. Um, hi, Uncle Ken, if you're listening. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of great Adamski, an Adamski. I never heard, never of, heard of that. That it's a white man with dreadlocks. Um, always good. You know, yeah. there's always a white guy with dreadlocks you know, in actually, the front that's row of every concert. When I was when I was single, that was one of my best pickup lines. You know, and I, go up to go up to a random <laughs> what? go up to a random girl in New York City and say, "Hey, have you ever dated a white guy with dreadlocks?" Right. And they always have a story. There's always a story of, of either yes, he's out there. I did until he got caught selling drugs to a cop, or right. you know, he he pissed in my bed. Actually, I heard that twice. Twice, two separate times, someone told me that they had dated a or at least brought home. They're incontinent. A white guy with dreadlocks. A, as a people. Who uh, pissed the bed? Uh, ooh, Madonna. Here's a uh, less. Sinu- I thought they'd be more like like cock rocky, you know. I thought so too. I mean, he's like I, pop stars. I know, but uh, well, here's uh, Blues Traveler. Oh, uh, Blues Traveler. This might have been before Runaround. Um, the insane. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Blues a, Traveler. Definitely a fat John Popper. So uh, this is pre-gun charges. Um, Hot House Flowers. Do you remember Hot <laughs> yeah, House Flowers? Of course. I, have, I celebrate their whole catalog. They look like, um, you know, uh, what I'd imagine the rest of the band Daughtry to look like. Let me see these guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the guy on the right. we got to put that picture up, too. The guy on the right is is really mugging it up for the camera. Oh, wow. he's a, He looks like a Jonas brother um, for, for the kids out there. The kids listening. Uh, wait. Finally, somebody's trying to. Go ahead, go ahead. LL Cool J. Oh, I want that one. You can have that one. Oh, that's a nice. One. Mama said you can have that. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, right Scorpions, the... uh, everyone's favorite German rock. Let's band. see what era Scorpions. So it's like '91, but who knows when the picture was taken? Is that man balding? Is that why he's wearing that? That's hat? that's why he's wearing a baseball cap. That's okay. A, that's the and uh, this guy's holding up a, a base because he's the bass player. Yes. Well, he needs to show that that he's. he's... Shanker doesn't have to. What is he holding? A piece mustache. of wood. He's holding a, a hell of a mustache. Let me tell He's you that. He's holding up the lights. I'm surprised his head can stay up with that mustache. Um, soul to soul. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Well, I mean, that's part of the whole I, trend I like, of using two um, two eyes as a two. The I Roman like it. numeral. It distinguishes you from yeah. Uh, Bonham, starring oh, yeah. Jason, starring Jason Bonham. Bonham, I remember that. Um, wow, what a bunch of fucking quiffs. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the experience that you can have with these cards. Everyone in this band has their hands in their pockets. What the fuck? They're, they're playing pocket pool. Sanctuary. Ooh. Oh, instant win game. Is that oh, it? Yeah, this is this is our chance to win. Uh, you're ne- you can also get a coupon for 10% off your next no, purchase. 10% of Superstars. is 10 cents. Oh, 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. 10 cents off your next purchase of Superstars Music T-shirts as seen in the Pro Set Gazette. All right. I'm scratching this <laughs> right the now. The Pro Set Gazette. Scratch it off, baby. We're going to London. Fascinating. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I, I want to see who this uh, phone caller is, too. Go Sorry, ahead. You try keep again. talking. Oh, I'm sure it won't be a problem for you. There's another one. <laughs> you saying I talk too much? Hello? I'm taking over the show. So, uh, let's see here. We got another instant win game here. This is actually, this was my plan for next week, was to just buy a whole bunch of scratch-off tickets and, and, and let you... Be in suspense with me. Sorry, try again. I didn't win either of these. I'm not screening these calls. I'm just going to put this guy in the air. Can we, you hear me, we, sir? I can hear you. Uh-oh. I'm You're on the air. I want to go to London. I want David to pick me a winner card. Ooh. Is that- <laughs> We're scratching it off right now. Who's calling, please? Uh, Uncle Ken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncle Ken, should be, you, you should be practicing your scales. How is the uh, are you, are hey. you have you been playing recently? How's the uh, how's the the band going? 
Uh, not that, not that much. I've been playing a little bit. I play with Daria, you know, the, the string maker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my actual uncle. This is my You're uncle. Kidding Ken. me? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is Uncle Ken a Pittsburgh Penguins fan by any chance? No, Mets fan. Watching the Mets. Yeah, he's. he's that's not really your uncle, is it? Yes, it is. You're kidding. No, I'm serious. It's my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> he sounds a lot like my friend Owen. Really? Yeah. No, it's, it's really Owen acting like Uncle Ken. <laughs> Holy crap. How I you don't doing, know Uncle Ken? Uh, yeah, I know. You sound very close to, to my friend's voice. So what kind of music do you guys play? I'm the show. I want you guys to talk about the music scene, what's going on, because it sounds like you play. I know David plays a lot. It sounds like you play a lot, too. What's going on? Like the clubs, some of your clubs are closing in Brooklyn. Is Williamsburg selling out to money coming in? What's going on with the whole scene over there? How about you guys talk about that? The New York music scene is, is, is terrible. Uh, it's never been... Uh, Good, in my opinion, as a collective, like a, you know, like a community of bands, where you'd find in other other cities and other, and even in Long Island, in the uh, you know, as recently as ten years ago, where you had a punk rock scene out there. There's no cohesive scene, and it's just kind of free for all, and there's no, uh, it's not band friendly. I mean, because the city's just too big to have a, a small scene where people can be a community. I mean, honestly, I think uh, as far as the, as the New York music scene goes, I mean, it's it's so fractioned at this point. Um, you know, Williamsburg has you know fifteen different kinds of clubs that appeal to fifteen different kinds of music, and um, the, you know, to be completely honest, the style of music that that John and I play are is kind of outdated. You know, there's, yeah. there's no, you know, there's no kids that are cr- clamoring for for rock no. and roll at this point. I mean, it, and, if there were, if you had a punk rock band that was like like uh, these wild punk rock bands and stuff, the kids that the uh, the kids. You know, <laughs> get off my lawn, young people. Uh, they 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 want to come out and see the spectacle. They want to come out and see something like that. They don't want to c- come watch me play. Uh, you know, my uh, replacements rip off songs. But don't people want to also drink and just go have a fun time? I do. Out. Yeah, I mean we do, but I mean like these kids would rather drink at uh, you know someone's loft or you know someplace out in Bushwick or whatever, and and you know they'll go out to shows and and. Uh, you know, bring their own beers. So then, you know, like if you if you do have those kids come out, they're going to get booted anyway. I mean, I, I've I've noticed that. We do play a place called Don Pedro pretty recently. You know, pretty frequently, and uh, you know, I see kids get kicked out of there all the time because they try and bring in their own really? beer or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, haven't like, seen that. But you, you 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 know you lose that element. You know, I I, haven't, I played an all ages show not too long ago up in Connecticut, and it was an entirely different world. Kids were going nuts. They yep. were dancing. Yep. And uh, I mean, I think it does exist. I just think in New York, people think that when they come to new york they have to all of a sudden become these jaded pricks and like you know stand there with their arms absolutely it's like a cool contest or something you know and i you know i grew up here so i don't know i'm kind of insulated from the williamsburg thing i'm over here in queens and there's no well when you go to other cities and play do you feel there's a community there that you kind of the taste of absolutely if you go to chicago if you go to michigan if you go to uh if you go to denver if you go to any of these places that people are more appreciative of uh, you know it's something that's that's out of the ordinary and they appreciate the uh i don't know uh, the, the, that people get to get to get together and do creative things together here it's just like you know it's 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 in their mind that it's commonplace and so you know everyone's just uh, uh, in in this mixed bag of i don't know and we'll, what we run into too is you know being in a rock and roll band i'm an idiot something that's <laughs> you you're in a band that that you know is 
more old style rock and roll if you're not you know there are the revival acts out there there's the 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 guys that are are doing the fashion side of it and wearing you know paisley shirts over their vests and you know trying to channel you know psychedelic you know psychedelic time period and, and 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 it's 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 false. It rings. It rings. You know, there's nothing dangerous about that. And I want, you know, I want the Iggy Pop. I want the, you know, that that someone might bleed on me aspect. I want that, like, you know, this guy might go off on any se- in any second, and and that doesn't really happen anymore. You don't have that. You you have that in, you know, I guess there's certain segments of indie rock that have that. You know, you look at bands like Fucked Up. You know, whatever. Like right. Like, right. But I mean, that's not that's not rock and roll in the sense that you would call it. You know, it's not. Well, you could also argue that that's kind of gimmicky or whatever. And if if you just want to play music and be in a band that's a, and stand up there, and uh, not there's not a big market for people who want to come out and watch, you know, a 35 year old guy, 37 like me, you know, with a, <laughs> with a gut and and standing there and playing these indie rock songs. And there's a small segment of people who will come out and listen to it. Who really, really, really appreciate it and get it, and that's that's all I care about. You I know, that guy voices people will go see them. But, you know, they're not exactly young kids. That's true, but the, these bands were uh, were were big, and there's the nostalgia aspect of it too. That's so, kind of weird that like someone like Guided by Voices, where Bob Pollard was what 35 when he started playing, mm-hmm. and he's in his 50s now, and you know still can. It's a band like Tar, who's reforming. They were old mm-hmm. when they started. I mean, they're probably in 50. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's. that's well, is there a city that has a, a scene going on for, like New York had, let's say, the punk scene, and there was a scene out in uh, in Oregon, in Portland, or whatever, Seattle, I should say, and you know, the, there was a Detroit scene. There's, a, you know, there's all these different scenes during different time frames. Is there any scene in any city around the country right now that you see where there's something going on in one particular area where shit's happening? The closest thing I can think of is Chicago. It really is like that there, um, with a lot of bands getting together. Almost making, uh, you know, uh, coming together like a collective of bands, but still people don't go to the shows. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a small scene in uh, in Memphis too that you know the mm-hmm. Goner Records does. You know, like they'll have, you know, bands. But I mean, you know, that's where like you know, even though they were from Detroit, like the White Stripes are kind of you know related to that scene. Or the you know, um, Jay Retard came out of uh, came out of Memphis, and and but that was never even the most popular thing there. It's almost like it, you know, it's almost like you know the british invasion of of bands coming somewhere else and becoming popular and then trying to make it back in their own hometown and that that town kind of appreciates them later but at the time it's not you know and and maybe that's rock and roll maybe that's something that that you know people need to understand is that you know on a global stage especially now with you know the advent of social media the advent of of you know everyone's on facebook and whatever bands you know who would normally play to three people in their small town can make it somewhere completely different before they actually you know, are able to play a place that they'll draw 10 people in their own town. And, uh, you know, I know from, from touring back in the day, I mean, for those of you that don't remember the internet, you know, life without the internet rather, um, you know, it was really hard to book a tour. You had to call a bunch of people. You had to call a bunch of places. You had to try and find out where the scene was. You still have to do that. Well, I mean, you can, you, but you can do a lot more of it through the internet. You remember having to buy that book, there was that book that, like, oh, you know, God. Barnes and Noble or whatever sold. The circle thing. That was, was like, the list of all the venues. <laughs> Complete waste to, of time. Yeah, and you would call these places or you would write to them. And Hey, it's Turk Wendell. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> He's in the audience. <laughs> and you would try and find these places that would be amenable to your music. And, and uh, you'd end up playing a bunch of shows. There would be no one there. And it would be, you know, venues that would put themselves on there just to, um, 
you know, just to get your band to play there and they would, you know, get your beers or, you know, pay for, you know, you'd pay to play there pretty much in every city you went to. So, uh, I mean, I think the internet's made that better in on a more global or national scale, but, you know, in the long run, you know, the scene's a scene. And- it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a great time to be in a band as far as the internet goes. If I was 10 your, years younger. Your music is, is going to reach people that's never. I'm going to tie the game. <laughs> no way. I'm watching oh. it right now, you liar. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm watching a different time frame. It's 2-2. Two two. It's 2-2. Two two. Oh, I'm looking at, you know, they put this stupid inning number right in the middle of the score. I th- I'm thinking it's 4-2. to two. It's horrible. Oh. Does the internet, because there's so many ways to see bands now, but you got to kind of stumble upon them, does that make it harder for guys like you trying to get out there and make it easier? It makes it easier, I think, for me. But uh, it's also it makes it harder because you're not going to make any money. You're not going to sell any records. But selling records is a, uh, you know, this whole conversation is a paradigm. The, the paradigm shift. Uh, you're not going to, the, the industry has changed. No one's going to sell records anymore. The music is free now. And that's fine. It should be, yeah. And uh, uh, that bands, said, bands will go out on tour and 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 make a couple bucks on tour, and you could sell records and shirts and and uh, whatever else on tour. And that's that's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. And uh, people trying to fight that are just you know the old guard. And uh, you know you, you're going to have to accept it, just like when you know when any, any new. Any new media comes out. Home taping is killing the record industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, double cassette decks. Exactly. And, but, um, so anyway, listen, Uncle Ken, I love you. I gotta go though. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Call let's back go, anytime. Good, let's go to a Mets game. Conversation. That was Uncle Ken, everybody. Oh, thank you for calling. Works. Yeah, I really thought it sounded just like Owen, didn't it, Mike? <laughs> By a long exactly shot. like my friend Owen. I, it took me like the third segment of you guys talking to realize this really is. You know what? Fucking Owen. I'm not gonna. He's not my friend anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. Alright, I'm gonna play a song and then we'll we'll get out of here soon. It's a bitter tears cover.
dead air. Dead Welcome air. Welcome at
right. Uh, that's the book burners. Um, that was a live recording from Quencher's Saloon. That's a brand new band called the book burners, and I like them just fine. Before that, before that, we heard the buzzards, band out of Detroit, and that was a, a song called The Shiver. And before that, prior to that, uh, fuck we listen to columbines columbines of chicago with a cover of a bitter tears song bus bus if you're listening want to know what that was um saint matthew's boxcar is the name of that song so those are three songs that we played and uh uncle ken threw us all off he freaked us out in a good way (laughs) i haven't talked to him in in a few years it's good to talk to you man it's been a long time says dave and uh, and the ll cool j card is is freaking me out too why? I mean, he's got he's got that good. What's he looks like he's taking a shit. Oh, to go back to the prior conversation for a second, I'm, I'm told New Orleans has has a big scene with lots of different styles, and according to this paper I have, it says people go wild for the acts. They go wild. Well, I mean, I've seen uh, there's a, a singer from New Orleans called uh, Guitar Lightning Lee that just played up here recently. Yeah. That uh, is a uh, Delta blues singer in the in the old style, and that was absolutely awesome. He played a bunch of shows uh, around New York the past maybe two weeks or so. But um, yeah, I mean, most of what New Orleans that I know is uh, old soul bands and you know things like that. I don't, I don't know if there's a, a whole rock and roll scene there. there I love that city. I was there uh, pre Katrina. It was awesome. But uh, I bailed my friend out of jail. It was great. <laughs> well, we're actually he has uh, one leg. I have a picture for you. <laughs> We were in the casino. There's a Harris down there, and uh, Harris Casino. And next thing you know, like this guy's just missing. He's gone. We start calling the hospitals and stuff, and this and that. Call the jail. They're like, oh yeah, we got him. So I spent my uh, spent all my vacation money bailing my friend out of jail in New Orleans. It was awesome. You should be able to put that on black. I should. <laughs> and then he would like go to the ATM. All right, I'm going to pay you back your, the money that you used to bail me out, but can I keep $100? I'm like, fuck no. Give me all my money, you cock. <laughs> Are you a big gambler? Or do you? Uh... No, I, I play poker. It's not gambling. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a game of skill. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't like uh, gambling. I, I like to play poker. I actually uh, was just in Atlantic City recently, and uh big blackjack fan, and... Um, not very good at it. But well, you can have any game that you can have an edge is is fine by me. Yeah, I mean, I won't you do the slots. I mean, I, I I can't justify that. It just seems like a slow burn of your money. Biggest money maker in the casino is slot machines. That's mm-hmm. why they don't want to waste floor space on poker rooms and blackjack tables when they can fill it up with slots and old ladies just shoving hundreds in there. And there are there are some hot hot ladies there. Um, <laughs> lots of uh, oxygen tanks and uh, walkers and wheelchairs. Right, and, and that's just the who is exactly. Thank you. They will they will reach for your ass when you're walking by to grab it and uh, you know that's 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 my kind of experience. I got propositioned by a hua. <laughs> Where <laughs> a was that? Girl. In Atlantic City, she's hot too. Yeah. She's young. It's probably it's like dude. twenty. I felt bad for her. Probably a dude. Yeah. If you if you if you sit in the bar in Atlantic City at two o'clock in the morning, it's just like you know you're you're asking for it. The I mean, fish tank, free drinks, and uh, you know yeah. you feel really good about yourself because I mean they pump oxygen into those casinos. So. I, you know I I don't know if that's true. Really? It seems like you it. know that's you an old that, you... might be an old wives' tale, but it could be true. But you... I'm not certain on that. You get euphoric when you walk in, so I'm assuming that they have to do something. It's like I don't Disney like World. the feeling of being in there. Like I, I feel like I have a headache the whole time I'm in. It's the oxygen. Yeah, and uh, you're right. That you know, I mean, <laughs> what other place could you walk into that's filled with oxygen? So you're you're euphoric to begin with. You've got space. You've got people grabbing your butt. You've got free drinks coming to you. 
you know, you've got a, a shitload of cash, at least to start, in your pocket. I mean, that's that's quite an experience. I mean, that when do you experience something like that? Not every day. I mean, I don't I don't walk onto the subway and get oxygen pumped in there and, and have people grabbing my ass. Although it's it's yeah, it's like well, a, it's I like do, a right? adult carnival. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's. You find things to replace the things you loved as a kid, and casinos are one of them. You're always playing catch-up. You're trying to catch that uh, you know, that fun time you used to have. It's never going to happen. Nothing better than being a kid running around. But you don't appreciate it. Instead, you put it all in black, and you end up... Not paying rent that month. Sucking a... You know what I'm saying. In the parking lot. <laughs> and by... You know what I'm saying. I mean penis. Man's. Men's penises. Oh, I know. That's, a, that's Multiple. A, an episode of Ice Road Truckers. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do watch Ice Road. I used to watch it. And, uh, you know, no one fell through the ice, so I fucking stopped watching it. Well, then they should at least save that for sweeps. They, should, dry, whatever, you know? they, they should have a show where they just drive on the water and die. I'll watch that. <laughs> if they, I mean, if, if they, the ice is thick enough to hold a truck, it's like, all right, well, I'm out. So it's just what, a road. So you don't like roller coasters, but you love <laughs> you love water parks, and you want more dangerous reality shows. Yes, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm here to say today. That there needs to be more danger in everything except for roller coasters. Anything that I'm involved in should be less dangerous, and for everyone else should be more dangerous. But on that note, I don't like to watch people get hurt. Like I can't watch those YouTube videos of a kid breaking his arm on a skateboard. So I can't watch it. Well, I mean, did you skate as a kid? I mean, like that was something that, like, I was always not afraid. really. I, I was never that, good. I, I had was goofy that, footed. I had friends that knocked teeth out, and you know, like, you know, would land on a uh, on parking. What are those little parking concrete things? You know, like, and yeah, I mean, that it, it's it's hard to watch, but I mean, at the same time, you get some kind of thrill out of it, and I think that's like the, the yeah, the, sure. When you're doing it, it's fine. I can't watch people getting hurt. I can't watch Faces of Death or any of that crap. Or, well, that's I, all I fake anyway, I, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, maybe. I have never watched it. <laughs> really? Ah, oh, it's a classic. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Oh. I, have, I have empathy for my small man. Name is something bullshit like Doctor P. Gross or something. Yeah, I don't want to see people getting hurt. That's why I don't want to see those kids getting hit by cars. So can you it's watch all like tied those, in? What about those torture porn movies like Saw? Snuff or films, whatever, like you know, like or like the, you know, like uh, if it, if I know it's fake, I yeah, I'll muddle through. If I know it's not real, if it's a scripted movie. If I, so no I, snuff films. <laughs> Why are you offering? Are you holding? <laughs> For the next caller, no, apparently. No, I'm man. <laughs> oh, we have a wait. We have a caller. It's the FBI. Hold on. Yeah, no, I can't watch those, but I, I do watch the regular pornos, and they're very specific in their titles, and you can always tell when it's from a foreign land because it's like white girl with a broken foot gets you know this done to her by. A black guy with an Indian headdress in, uh, you know, what site on are you Tuesday. On? I, apparently, I'm missing the site. That, Very uh, specific <laughs> genres. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was going to talk about how uh, the amateurization of porn is killing the industry. I, I need some production value. Are you I, losing money? No, no. <laughs> Just saying that, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, everyone watches porn, right? I mean, that's a, that's a given, I, I think, anyone who says Not that, my that, mama. Well, you never know. I mean... It, the internet makes it free for everyone. It's it's available. But um, my mom doesn't know how to use the internet. I don't need to watch something that looks like it's <laughs> shot inside someone's asshole. I mean, that not no. that's a thing. I, mean, well, I don't want to see whoa, any of that whoa. stuff because it's like heart surgery, uh, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sexy about seeing the inside of someone. It's gross. There's a, there's a huge market for it apparently because I can't get away from it. It's called Germany. Uh, me and Mike used to watch German porn. I was at his house when we were in high school, right? 
Oh yeah, scary stuff. It, it was it was kind of the most messed up shit I've ever seen. Me Scheiser, me Clavin. Uh, Clavin. Shoe licking, porno day over it was at Mike's. Kind of nasty. <laughs> things, things, things were times were tough, man. Cake, cake uh, fetish. It wasn't. Uh, we had nothing to do. It was. It wasn't our fault though. It, our friend worked in a movie store, so he'd bring this shit out That's liberally. Right. Eat shit, Derek. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, you're not in anyway. Exactly. Back That's in. why. All right. You know what? What do you guys think? Shit, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Well, we'll take one more caller if anyone wants to call. I wish someone would call. I got uh, nothing here. I, I, all I see is Mario. Uh, well, oh, Joe McCann called. That was yesterday. <laughs> 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 the show was last week, bro. <laughs> 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 so I had a good time. I, I had a good time. We could probably wrap it up. Yeah. And call a that time. a radio show and was... try to do better next week. Do we? Oh, oh someone is calling in. Right, oh, sure. wait a second. You can't be in the room and call in, Mario. Yeah, just, just, just feedback. He wants to do sound effects. <laughs> the microphone's to... right there. Just He's talking to here. it. Hold on. You're losing me. You know, losing... Here's Mario. I brought some sound effects, and I got He's got sound effects on a sprint. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's Razor. close this show off. <laughs> you should see this. It's crazy. He, he's dressed like Gallagher 2. Not Gallagher 1, because it's the uh, it's the lesser costumes. And uh, there is a, a box full Ron of- Ron Gallagher. Is that Ron Gallagher? Yeah, his brother, Ron. Brian Gallagher? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Brian Gallagher's only allowed to smash grapes legally. <laughs> We saw a fake Gallagher at the Archers of Love show last night. He, was, he looked exactly like Gallagher, but like he was kind of retarded. And he had the same green hat. It was scary, man. It was scary. That is beautiful. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. On? Yeah. Guys gave up on the baseball now that the Yankees are winning. And just as I say that, they tie the game. Uh, eat shit, Derek. <laughs> oh man, Derek Vulcans. So, so what? The Yankees game's tied up. Well, I gotta go back to it. I'm watching the Mets game right now. Oh, uh, hold on. Mets. What's going on here? Wake up, caller. Yeah, uh, Eric Chavez at the plate. Six six. What? Oh, two fourteen. They beat the crap out of. How do they have six there? runs? Yeah, Verlander got beat up. Yeah, they smashed the shit out of him. How do you like that? How do you like that? What about Nova? He he looks like he has six runs on him, too, right now. Yeah. (laughs) This guy needs 20 pitches. Good, good. That's in there for a strike. It's a hot game. Yeah, we should have watched it. We should have. I wanted to do your idea of just calling the Yankees game because, you know, I hate the Yankees. We could broadcast live from the Staten Island Ferry. We could. I yeah. love this guy who this this Arab guy who's in the front row though. They keep the, showing him. The Sikh in the, the front Sikh. row. There's a yeah. guy with a complete Sikh headdress in the front row. You don't and see that every day. And he's got all his kids there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't see. I was that. thinking about how that guy might get some grief, and I was like, that's sort of unfortunate. <laughs> well, because it, it's a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a misunderstanding you, of how religion works. I mean, that's, that's an a, entirely how, different religion. Yeah, no. I, you, you always, I, I generally get, like, it's sort of like you get bummed out. You know, that guy, some jackass is going to give him some line, and then he's got to explain right. his whole shit. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to do that. No, you're there with your family. 
He should get yeah. up and punch the guy he's, behind him right in the face. Yeah, he's like, what, is, what the fuck you want? I'm at the ball game, right? <laughs> right. Like, Jesus Christ, you giving me grief? <laughs> How much do those seats cost right there in the front row there? Oh, dude, what, $2,500? <sighs> Regular season game, 2500 bucks. Yeah, maybe they one person. give him shit because he's loaded. Right. Are you saying he made yeah. all his money in oil? That's fucking racist. I mean, so, yeah, that seems pretty outrageous. But, yeah, no, it was, I was shocked. I was shocked at the outcome of this game, to be honest. Yeah, I thought there would be a, uh, I thought this was a put it right in the lost column and, and look at it tomorrow. I thought it was going to be a slaughter. I thought you'd be sitting here for the entire hour talking about, like, really shitty I was at really, bats. I was very excited to see your team lose today. I don't know what the hell happened. They're, they've, that, they've got that spunk. What I have to do, I have to have to say that, uh, you know, I'm seeing a Delta commercial right now, which means that the Yankees actually have legitimate real advertisers where if you watch SNY, you'll watch, like, the worst of local commercials ever. Oh, like they, Keith Hernandez <laughs> trying to sell you gold. They cannot land a decent advertiser to save their lives. I mean, there's, like, a whole bunch of, yeah, there's cash for gold. There's um, <laughs> Keith Hernandez is, like, shilling for uh, a gold uh, store in Oyster yeah. Bay. Like, you know, buy it now and bury it in your backyard. Every every ad that you see on the subway. Come they, the Ace Pawn yeah. on Northern Boulevard. Yeah, exactly. This is Mackie Sasser for Junkyard LLC yeah. on Willits Point Boulevard. You have scrap metal? We need it. <laughs> the hydroponic store on the side of the LIE. Oh, wait, but as you say this, here, here comes the douchiest. What's John that Deere? Store. I mean, that's, you know, hey, man, that store's legit. It's for growing plants. Regular <laughs> tomatoes and stuff. But as you say that, like the, the, the douchiest uh, commercial for tequila ever with the, the guy from The Sopranos just came on. What, what tequila uh, is that? I don't know. 1,800 tequila. What are you, not a man if you don't drink this? You know that dude. That's a good I mean, that's a good. He's a horrible actor. He's only good in The Sopranos. Everything else is But, you know, I have sucks. to say, working in advertising and marketing, like one of the most effective ways to get people... Listen, one of the most effective ways to get people to buy something is to insult their masculinity. When you're when you're going for a, a male audience... <laughs> They're doing that on SNY yeah, too. Yeah, like, like, raise your testosterone by watching SNY. Yeah. What do you got? No balls? What are you yeah, going right. to watch fucking, fucking uh, the, the Voice? Drink, <laughs> the, drink this, you big pussy. <laughs> hey, what's up with Dill Strawberry's restaurant? Did it uh, close yet? I hope... What do you mean yet? That's not right. I'm saying, what kind of attitude is that? I just assume that he's walking around shaking hands, like in in the Rocky Balboa movie, when I he was, owns the restaurant, and he's like going around, like shaking everyone's hand, going, "Thank you for." No, he's that. got his brother doing it, uh, like Eric Strawberry, Eric Davis, or something. <laughs> I, I was there once. I had a beer before I went on the train, and uh, I did not see Daryl Strawberry. But I, I did see Daryl Strawberry getting off the train. One Station. of the best. He's very gracious. That is incredible. One nice incredible guy. picture. Yeah, I do have to say, one of the best um, athlete-owned establishments that I've ever frequent frequented is uh, I'd say Cri- Mickey Mantle. Cribettes. Uh, <laughs> which was Wayne Cribettes? <laughs> really? Wayne Cribettes Bar. Where is that? In like Cataract? It's across it's, it's across the street from Hofstra University. And, uh, oh, of course. It was, it was Hey, walk on in, get it? Walk on in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the try they had the tryout oh special God. and uh, yeah. And uh, that's even better. Yeah, it was a uh, it was absolutely uh, <laughs> the, the place for um, any kind of Hofstra shenanigans you wanted to get into. But um, I, I'm pretty sure they're closed now. But that was you one think? Of the <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a variety of gas stations on Long Island that are also owned by uh, former athletes as well. Car dealerships and gas stations seem to be the uh, yeah car uh, 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 car washes too. Really? Was b- Mark apparently big gas than that. to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat our prices. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My wife used to work at a bank, and um, his wife used to come in. Like this is this is not funny. Like with sunglasses on, like cover up the bruises and stuff. It's really bad. As she's cashing his check. I do actually remember one of the other stories from from living. Can out- this guy fucking spell his name Johnny correctly? J H O N N Y. What the fuck is that? All right, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say uh, Peralta. Gonna- yeah. Yeah, gonna- that's weird, huh? That is weird. You know, my I have a, my son has a friend who spells his name like that too. I don't like that kid either. Is that Rivera? He's still alive. There he is, Red Skull. Is he the last guy that's grandfathered in to wear the J- Jackie Robinson's number? What do you mean? Yes. You're not allowed to wear Jackie oh, Robinson's right, number right, anymore. Right. And, and Rivera, I think, is the last player. It's kind of like when hockey players could grandfather in to not wear helmets. Yeah. Um, Craig McTavish. But, um, yeah, right. speaking of hockey, I mean, growing up on, on Long Island, da- Darius Kasparaitis was uh, always a, a local figure in, in you know. The big ass they used he, to uh, He got arrested for speeding. I think he was doing 160 down the Sunken Meadow Parkway. Yeah, it's not that fair. That's, I mean, it's <laughs> nothing. You got to give him that. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you're an Islanders fan, you could see those guys anywhere. I'd see Mike Bossy walk into like you know Seven Eleven, like you know, order a Slurpee, and it was it was it was really like you know being that close to your to your idols, right? If your idols were the Islanders, well, if you, or if you <laughs> and, and and now, yeah, you can definitely see Islanders now, like working at a car wash or. Like, yeah. <laughs> Or behind the counter at the Seven Eleven, for that matter. You know, DPHO's going to make boss. a <laughs> God, he's so bossy. Really? No, he's he's really Mike Bossy. It's actually him. So yeah, the the Yankees are. Gonna, what's going on here? We're we gonna go to. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, they brought in the closer. They're gonna. They're gonna try to. Unbelievable. They're gonna try to keep it in. I like it, Gerard. I know you. I'm, I'm going to switch to the Mets game here because the Mets have just broken the game wide open, and it's 6-2 to two now. Oh. Yes, we were watching the Yankees. I think we're going to wrap this radio show up. You guys have anything to say? Nope. Caller? <laughs> I'm hanging up. All right. Uh, later. You know, Thanks for calling, Derek. Always a pleasure. See you. No? Nobody? No final thoughts? I gave uh, Sarah and Jessica Parker a light last night. You're going to have to speak into a microphone if you want to be heard, sir. I said I gave Sarah... Sarah Jessica Parker a light last night. That's Mario. I did. Okay. I end with that. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Pat Walsh for the computer and Jim for the website. And uh, we'll see you next Friday, I think, at the same time. Here's uh, whoops, uh, I hit the wrong song. <laughs> here's, here's oh, this is all going to hell. All right. We're out of here. You're spoke by Shellac.